0: This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: okay all right welcome to today's episode we are going down under all the way to australia to the aussie land and today's episode is more about the drains rather than abandoned buildings we are meeting a drain explorer mr grimbo who's been labeled as the child prodigy of drains i'm pretty confident saying this will soon overtake the title of the king of the drains, explorer king of the drains. yes Grimbo is a young lad and he is very very impressive with the knowledge about the hobby he's been preparing himself and learning about how to explore drains how to find the drains, and all the knowledge information everything about the drains since he was a teenager so everything he's going to say is actually quite impressive coming from such a young lad he is is Australian, so there needs to be a level of uh, craziness with that. If you listen to this podcast, you obviously know that that's the case whenever we have Australian explorers on. Just a little backstory here. Originally, Greenbow was supposed to be on the podcast way, way back. I was waiting for him to join the Cave Clan so we can talk about what it takes to join the Cave Clan and just have some sort of uh, inside knowledge about the Australian Drain community, Cave Clan. You might have heard a previous episode with Doug about the Cave Clan. It is quite tricky to find explorers willing to talk about the Cave Clan. So I was very excited about Grimbo joining Cave Clan Grimbo's uh, Jim's Herbex friend so here's the connection I was sad to hear that this actually did not happen at the same time not surprised so yeah we will we will dive into that drain sewage water with Grimbo and he will tell us everything that happened with that and many many more stories so stay tuned this is a long episode but it is absolutely amazing so many cool stories chasing bandos podcast here we go grimbo welcome to the chasing bandos grimbo long time been waiting for this for the long time thank
0: you very much very good to be here yeah Yeah, long time coming fashionably late as they often say don't remind me
1: (laughs) no no all good all good all good sorry yeah sorry i I kept i kept you waiting today i was just thinking to myself right today when were that like the circumstances i i started to be aware of you and then i wanted to bring you on the pod correct me if i'm wrong yeah at some point Hmm. you told me that you are joining the famous cc cave clan
0: i was at
1: a certain point i was right i was thinking to Myself, you know my uh, opinion about uh, Cave Clan. They are just like b- a <laughs> bunch of amazing people. They're just so good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're just super. They are just like
1: too good to deal with. Yeah, yeah obviously, I'm I'm being sarcastic. It's
0: very, uh, very two
1: way street. Yeah, yeah. Very easy to talk to. Them. <laughs> I am very sarcastic right now. Nevertheless, nevertheless, they do intrigue me. There is not a lot of those like organized Urbex groups. I do have, in a way, hmm. respect for them, like to having this organization as much as it's a, it's a mess. Yes. <laughs> the point is that you were joining the cave clan. And really, this is where I wanted
0: to start. So how about you like, walk me through this whole process? First thing you have to know about joining the cave clan is that unless you live in Melbourne or Sydney, and to an extent Brisbane, it is like near impossible. It is extremely difficult to get a foot in the door. Why is that? Because Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane are the most active like community. They've got the longest lasting community. Adelaide, especially Adelaide, is it had a nickname of ad delayed because of how slow everything just happened there. So for a while, and still to this day sort of, it's sort of become less of a um, send this email and talk to this person more of a if we see something that you like that we like, we'll reach out to you, sort of thing.
1: Is it like you get invited rather than you join?
0: Yeah, that's but Adelaide, like, especially so. That's pretty much how you get in Adelaide. You get invited. There's no, like, we're having a new meeting of people. In Melbourne and Sydney, it's different. Obviously, it's kind
1: of like a private club. But is it like, you know someone who knows someone and that's your way in?
0: Pretty much. It's, it's if, yeah, it's more of a who you know sort of thing. It's the way that the guy runs it says is that it's like a close group of friends, but originally it wasn't obviously intended to be just a close group of friends it's meant to be a pretty big overarching organization of explorers but you know, things change times change and as time's gone on time has affected how the clan is run who is the person who runs it i have to say <laughs> No, I, I can't say. I, I can't say. I,
1: well, come on, make. like... Yeah, but is that... Oh, wait, wait, wait a second, Grimble. But I know the Cave Clan wants to be secret and they um, want to...
0: Especially very secret. They don't very, talk very to secret.
1: the press. But, like, the secrecy goes even to the point of I cannot know the name of a guy who runs it. Yeah. Because I know it's not Doug, right? It's no, not, not Dago I, anymore. I, I, no, So it's it's someone else. Yeah? Well,
0: to go into that, we have to go and start going to, like, state, how states are run, basically.
1: In my head, I see, like, some parallels with say ontology <laughs> I need to unlock another level to, to, I um, need to unlock this level to know this next level of bullshit. And then it's next it is, one. And it, then it, my, maybe after a few years, I will know the name of
0: the owner. <laughs> sort of, sort of. It's more of a, like an inner circle thing. Mm. That was like, that's sort of how it is. Like you've got the drawing a little circle diagram for all listeners. So you start on the outside and you've got the, yeah. um, UBS, you've got all the people who want to join and people who are in the process of joining. Then you draw another circle in, you've got mm. full members who are people who've gotten past that stage. Then inside that, you've got state reps mm. who are people that represent each state, so to speak. You know, you've got Adelaide, Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane and all those places. And then inside that, you've got the close circle who are the um, the overarching sort of rulers of the cave clan, so to speak. In Melbourne, there was a group of people that were like super 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 involved in that and they were just like there was i think something like 12 or 10 of them and they've all just evaporated like they are five or six left and a couple are still in but i don't know them leaving really thrown a spanner in the works of how things are currently
1: yeah agree that thing that you're holding like a pen or shit like just to just don't touch okay. it yeah <laughs>
0: So, but there is, in your opinion,
1: there is a difference between, because you said Melbourne and Sydney Cave Clan. Mm. Is there a difference between them? Yes. Or is it one big cave clan? It's massively
0: different state to state. I would say there's not one state that does things remotely the same as any other state
1: you use the phrase that like there is a big difference they they must they do things differently but like i want to know i want to like hear an example of like what is the what's different
0: joining okay for example in sydney i guess this this is sort of i don't know melbourne sort of adopted this to an extent but not as the exact same as mm. Sydney. So with Sydney, mm. you go through a couple of processes. So you have like you, you rock up to the Newbies Expo, which is like someone you know goes, hey, I know you're keen to join. Well, we're hosting a new thing where new people can come and meet everyone. They'll go to there. Yeah. Then the, if they're like, they'll keep getting invited back to there. And then after a while, they have a vouch system where I think the number is 4. Five or four, probably five, it's a nice round number. Five people vote you in and then you can join like a private forum. And just for the listeners,
1: all of this is just so you can enter a rat club. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just called them the rats. The rats. <laughs> all they do is go to drains. They are the rat. They go into drains. And all of this is just to go to
0: drains. No, well there's there's more than just drains now. And what else is there? <laughs> Oh my cat's meowing. Sorry, <laughs> Louis, be quiet. Hang on, give me a second. Sorry, Grimbo, sort out your pussy. Come on. He's he's run out of the room now. All right. No, so it goes just beyond That's okay. brains. That's neck. okay. That's okay. This is one of the things that I'm not sure how much you spoke to Doug about. I know they'll make fun of me for using the term and roll their eyes, but Crime Church. I'm not sure how much you talk to them about it or talk to Doug about Crime Church.
1: <laughs> I was told if you want to get under Doug's skin, use the word crime. Yes. Crime Church. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Go on, explain that. Okay. So this is getting into like deep cave... This is like deep cave clan lore at this point. This is like... I feel like he's saying this because Doug has put this on YouTube publicly, so I'm, like, I'm not going to get too much shit for it with other people that I know and stuff like that. But cave clan sort of got to a, a state mm. where... There was such a rift between old members that wanted to keep things the same and new members that wanted to do more and more sort of daring stuff. So, rooftops, say steam tunnels, our mm. metro tunnels, cable tunnels, all that stuff. The stuff that if someone catches you in there, it's like no longer just, hey, get out of the drain. It's like, okay, you've got like a, a possible $10,000 fine and a court hearing if you get caught in this sort of place. Because people started doing that stuff, it became a lot tighter. Just in terms of security, because I'm sure you've heard the phrase, loose lips sink ships. They want to make sure that there's no risk of that happening, if that makes sense. And that's why the the whole newbies and probation system exists. I I understand why it exists. I will say that they are a bit too tight on it. Unfortunately, it's a bit overcomplicated in some areas. Yeah, that's why it exists, because cave Clan changed a lot. To the point where mm. it's no longer just going in drains. For example, we have a listener in Australia
1: who is in love with Cave Clan and they want to join and they just like I want to be part of this. Like I want to attend clanies and uh, win the best uh, Drain Rat of the Year award. Yeah,
0: he wants to, he wants to win clanies gold, says. Yeah,
1: and and this person wants to join. What sort of perks would joining this elusive club? What's the what's the benefits of that? Can connections
0: and that gives you what connections and location i'd say well say if you want to go overseas right like you want to go see maybe the the paris catacombs or something like that say if, if you weren't in you would have to go seek out probably on instagram because the cataphile forums are full of dickheads who will laugh at you if you try and ask for people you'd go on instagram you'd try and look up hashtag cataphile you find, try and find a French account that's not just a tourist taking photos of like the bone love heart and stuff like that. And then you'd ask him if he's available. So it's back in French, you can't understand that translates to get fucked and not showing me how to do this stuff. Whereas if you're in cave clan, you can go say on a section of this person is trusted by clan or you could ask someone who's been exploring longer than you. Hey, I'm going to Paris soon. Do you know any cataphiles? And they'd go, Yeah, I'll hook mm. you up with this guy. And since you know me, I can say, Hey, look, this guy's pretty cool. He's young, he's keen. You can go show him how to do yeah. catacomb stuff. I'd say that is probably the biggest plus being in Clan. It, it is the connection. Yes. As, as you know, the organization or club or group of Cave Clan has been around for an extremely long time. And as a result, yes. these connections of like their long form like mm. friends that were friends with original founders like the friends of those people who were younger are now friends with the younger people who joined clan yeah and now that huge web of connections just sort of joins and circles and intertwines mm. and makes it very very easy to do stuff overseas or interstate even but if someone wanted to go to say from melbourne to sydney not have to worry about finding spots they could go hey you're about my age we've got similar interests on mm. in the cave clan sphere can you show me some stuff around sydney and then go. Okay, your clan, mm. you're in. Sure, come with me. That I'd say is definitely the biggest plus.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say so as well. That's actually quite awesome. Because yeah, someone said in the chat they are basically drinking buddies.
0: We do we do like drinking. As as you can see, I'm drinking my lovely Amalfi's right now. My very tea Italian beer. <laughs> yeah. So there Shut is up. a social aspect. <laughs> you, you, you're a, you're a at the sound of that. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. I I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big drinker. Like I, I do it socially, but you wouldn't see me drinking by myself at home. But the thing
0: is like, there is a social aspect to it. Yes, definitely. That's like another thing where it comes in is when you got the connections, you've also got potential friends. Mm. So say someone, this is, I've heard this referred to kind of a, Cringe, whatever title for it, but the power of the clan is the way I I've heard people use it. Oh, Oh, the power of the clan firsthand. Say there's someone that's super lonely on the fringe of society, not a lot of friends, he's socially awkward, maybe he finds a way into clan. He's Mm. just got it's like family, like a whole yeah, whole country of people, Mm. two three hundred people plus connections around the world that Mm. are willing to talk to him, willing to deal with him, willing to be kind to him willing to actually, you know, be with this person. Mm. Whereas before they were nothing, if that makes sense. That's where the whole tight knit stuff comes in as well. And where the whole probation thing can also be damaging, if you understand, because there are people who would really benefit from being in clan. Mm. And I know people, especially from South Australia, that would have really benefited from being in clan when they were younger. Whereas now they've pretty much got no chance. They've stopped exploring and they're socially isolated. Mm. In an ideal world, that would obviously not be the case, but sadly, that is not how things are, because events have happened over time, and the way history with clan and Australian training and all that stuff has unfolded, it just can't happen because of how things have unfolded.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's very specific there, Grimbo. Very specific. Events unfolded. (laughs) But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So let's actually go into, like, you specifically and what happened with the clan. What happened with you? Obviously, you clearly wanted to join the Cave Clan.
0: Yes. I was probably the biggest Cave Clan fanboy in South Australia, point blank, period, for someone my age. Mm. I was just, like, obsessed with it. It was my goal. Mm when I was like from probably age 16 to 19 to just be in clan that was the whole reason I Mm. was exploring and grinding out spots and doing stuff was so I could be in clan however as the saying goes Greg life is what happens when you're busy making other plans and uh life certainly got the way of me joining clan because right on the brink of me going to clan this is paraphrasing a huge situation by the way where it's got probably nine or so months of just build up and shit happening i was just told two weeks before look this year isn't your year to go there's too much happening and there's not enough time to decide whether or not you're trustworthy to join okay so <sighs> obviously hearing that it's just like mm, wait wait a second grip wait
1: a second are you still hoping to get into the clan
0: i'm i'm because at this point there are certain people that i i have made sort of pseudo enemies with or have had situations that either they are unwilling to resolve. <laughs> I, <or laughs> I see. I see. Now, uh, have you listened to
1: the uh, latest uh, debate episode, the Aussie debate on, on chasing bandits?
0: Mm, that- I think I think I might have listened to that. I might have listened to that one in the car once or twice, or <laughs> here and there. We but, had a
1: Cave <laughs> clan member there in that debate.
0: One of the best and brightest at that too.
1: And so, my question to you: Well, how do I say it? Trespass, right? I heard that trespass is the yes. one who blocked your entrance to the
0: sort of. He made issues of, out of things that I was I had done to him. We had personal arguments about things like drain names, where. I had told him not to dare oh. things I'd given him and he wanted to share them and oh. he had done things that were even outside of exploring that I had said that's what what are you doing that for nothing serious mm. it was like a very stupid situation but he just I don't know if he refused to let it go or I had done something to annoy him in the lead up to bunnies but he brought up all these things seemingly right on the brink of me going and because of that my invite was put aside was shelved. I was told this year is not your year to go.
1: Well, that's uh that is uh, a bit of a shitty way to handle things i just don't understand like why is this such a big deal <laughs> it is isn't it guys let's
0: get real we go in a cross-tax yeah. we go to abandoned places in my case you, you, you go in drains yes you fuck you fuck around in, in stormwater tunnels yeah. it's not like you're you're doing csi fucking ncis <laughs> level infiltrations and things like that you're going in drains right like, so
1: let's be real about this you know there is this thing where people sometimes certain people when you put people in a position of power and that power could be just like you are on the gate and you're letting people in or not Mm. like you could be an asshole and make everything very difficult for everyone who tries to go through this gate or you can just be a normal person Mm. and (laughs) and let people through the gate yeah and and sometimes sometimes when you put someone in a position of power this is where you really start to see how this Person is going to react, and unfortunately, sometimes people react in a not in a very cool way. So that's a shame, man. That's a shame. But I have a feeling that if you actually joined the cave, then maybe you wouldn't be able to speak as freely as now with me. What do you think?
0: That is that is correct. That is that is that is another reason why I'm not exactly crazy about the prospect of joining. Sure, I'll go to plan events whenever offered invites and things like that. But I'll never join the clan fully because the amount of restrictions that you end up getting placed on you are kind of nutty to be honest. Like you can't speak how you would just like to, speak
1: this is the uh, post interview greg how cool is grimbo guys so cool such a young lad and such a cool dude anyway sorry to interrupt it seems like there is no interview without our program just disconnecting so yeah that's just happened and we very quickly came back to the interview and there was no more interruptions after that all good let's uh let's go back to the
0: interview but no it was it was a half and half thing i waited because the people who had the power to make the decision whether it, or not i went or not they could have said look this guy clearly does not like him he'd probably have a personal reason for not wanting him to go so we should probably treat this mm. these claims with slightly more skepticism skepticism than we did they didn't unfortunately so oh well <laughs> that that's what it means to be a full member versus a person who's not in it at all it means that your claims are taken slightly more seriously than people who aren't in which is just how it works unfortunately it's uh not a good thing or uh, whatever but just how it works
1: this is a question that uh, jim is gonna like this one okay do you think that your association with jim's urbex and the mole people had anything to do <laughs> with your ultimate rejection to join the cave Clan?
0: a little bit to be honest with the whole anti-media policy Should we explain? Do you know how that policy Mm. came to exist, by the way? Let's go into it, yeah. So, the anti media policy, to my understanding, this is my understanding, came into existence after something, an event called the Fortress Drowning, which is where. Three graffiti artists went to a drain in Sydney called The Fortress, uh, which is a very famous drain. If you look up Australian Drain Exploring, I guarantee there's going to be a video about The Fortress and this guy doing it in the first five results on YouTube. And these three graffiti artists did it during a summer storm and just got washed out. Flash flooding event. Worst case scenario you can experience when being a drain explorer. I believe two died, one survived. But the one that even survived was like mangled. It's like the worst event like possible worst case scenario of exploring drains it's like yeah. it's the equivalent of falling off a roof while roof topping or putting your entire body through rusty needles in, a, uh, in an abandoned building or breathing in asbestos in an abandoned building it's like the worst case scenario the least thing you want to mm. happen it happened to three people at once. and obviously there was a lot of focus on drains drain explorers ethics of exploring drains that came out of it and the solution to it was come up with by people at the time who were in power in cave clan you know it's arguable whether or not this was the right decision and whether or not the decision should have been still upheld to this day was just not complete blackout so no social media presence about it no internet presence about it no media presence about it just blackout we do not need this tied to us we don't need this in general so there'll be no comments made about this there'll be no press statements made and then that attitude continued over into just general clan life so that was the media 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 ban that's how it came about where was i going with this i forgot i've forgotten i've gotten too into my but you know i'm, I'm oh, thinking to myself stuff. like yeah, that
1: yeah. what i'm doing right now they must absolutely hate me for doing this
0: that is correct and they're probably they're probably not crazy about me doing they're not crazy about me doing this either but like i've said i've given up any hope of ever getting into plan changing the way i do things as right now so oh well <laughs> because they, they can complain
1: but this is the thing this is the thing I think by doing this interview you're even further like there's no chances for you to, to join the cave clan after oh, well. this don't you think? yes uh, I'm aware of that because you have been exploring since you were 14 years old right? correct you are called the child prodigy of exploring
0: <laughs> <laughs> child prodigy of exploring well, I have been exploring for a fairly long time now. This is my sixth year doing it,
1: so. But the thing is, this was your dream. Like, let's not forget about this. On the human level, this was like your dream to join this club and be part of it, which I respect. Mm. Just on like the human level, it's, I feel sad that it didn't happen. This dream that you had that didn't happen because, you know, people intervene because of the bias and that's, that's it. Like, it's sad, isn't it?
0: Well, great everything looks perfect from far away that's a nice quote that i like a fair bit and that was definitely the case with the cave clan when you're young you only hear stories about what it's like from the past you get to hear about the nice golden age stuff like yeah we found this amazing thing in the 80s and yeah we went to europe in the 90s and then we everyone went crazy during the 2000s and then from there it's just like okay what happened there and you don't hear about that till you're older and you make connection but um I don't know, just it meant too many compromises to the way I explore. And it came to a certain Mm. point after about six or so months from March this year when I was told I wasn't going to Clanny's. And I decided, no more. It's this, I've just tortured myself with what I'm doing for too long. I'm just going to drop it because anything that is causing me this much. Misery and stress and headaches to deal with, it's just not worth continuing it because I'm going to yeah. have to change the way I do things so much. I can't post online. I can't talk to the people I talk to. And I can't, if anyone new comes into the exploring scene, I can't talk to them about stuff because if I do, I'll get looked at funny because these are non clan stuff. So if I take them to clan sensitive locations, even if they are just drains, which is most of the stuff in Adelaide, they will, I'll still get looked at funny. So it just gets to a point where it's like I can either continue inspiring people to do the stuff that I would like them to do, which is just exploring drains in general, or I can be in Cave Clan and go underground and no one sees the stuff I do. So that was the choice I made and I decided, you know what, I'd rather have people see the stuff I do and keep pushing to find new stuff in Adelaide than just quit it and mm. let that presence die out very wanky ex- explanation, sorry. <laughs> but, no, 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 no. no. That, that's just, so that was the decision I came to. But Grimbo, you
1: know, when you're talking about all this, right, and this, uh, this situation with the trespass, and now all of the things that you just explained, I remember, you know, like I, I interview so many explorers, and the one thing that comes out all the time, including myself, that we mm. are all hypocrites, right? Like we are yes. all hypocrites <laughs> with the rules and everything. So let's let's not kid ourselves. We are, and you are, and I, I am...
0: Everybody Everyone is a hypocrite. And when I, I say
1: you, I mean... It is, it is, it is, it
0: is, yes. It's very funny Look at the double standards.
1: Yes. But the thing is, like, this whole... We don't took the media, Cave Clown, We yeah. don't talk the... But then Trespass goes on Chasing Bandos podcast. He goes <laughs> on it. I'm not saying I'm the media, but, like, <laughs> you would... Con- I think you would consider this band also don't go on the
0: podcast and talk about Cave Clown. You'd think so. And I think from what I heard through the grapevine, he wasn't exactly thrilled that the files were released in the form that they were but um i'm not i think i'm not sure if he that's like the like by
1: the way okay let me just clarify something the files we are referring here to the uh, third debate episode what you guys heard on the podcast this is like the dumb damn down version of what actually happened (laughs) I have spent 12 hours editing this, trying to cut things. And even after I released it, I still cut other bits before I made that final change. I think there was about 100 or something around between 100 and 200 downloads already there. There are some people that heard the The, the slightly less muted version. The other part, let's just say it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still not the it's still original. The There's the, yeah, event yeah. At the end. I can't which I can't speak on that was very funny that I, I can't speak about it sadly because I, yeah, I, I, mean... think, oh, I won't I won't be overly cruel to him. <laughs> But it was very funny. It was very funny. Yeah. I'll say that. I won't be overly cruel. To be
1: it. to be honest, for someone who has been uh, drinking so much during the episode, he seemed very coherent <laughs> for very very long time. I like kudos to to trespass. Like I wouldn't have those skills.
0: Comes of being an Aussie. Comes to the territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. The
1: training, right? So Grimbo. All right. So Cave Clan is the dream that is never gonna be fulfilled. I hope you yes. are okay with that now, and you you moved on.
0: I've come to With it, and understand that, yes,
1: yeah. How do you see yourself, like, uh, with with exploring? Like, because, like, obviously, you had that dream of joining the cave clan, and that would be like the the path. How do you
0: see yourself now? Lucky for you, I've just actually started turning this into a reality this stream. But I wanted to go to Europe, right? And I wanted to get a bunch of Mm. new finds under my belt. Okay, and I can say very proudly now. I've actually started booking this trip. I've got the first two legs booked. I've got three more to go that's just what's going to be now i reckon it's just going to be finding new shit doing what i want posting what i want not having to worry about centering myself or mm. doing any lame stuff like that that would make me feel like i'm compromising and yeah hopefully get known as a really good drain explorer that's about all there is left to do for grimbo get my name out there and mm. try and make connections the old-fashioned way yeah and when you're thinking of coming to europe june next year so it's june 10th through to I've got my got my itinerary here somewhere. Oh. Got my whole plan set out. Ooh. So June tenth to July fifteenth. Now Crimpo, would you take a
1: like a newbie noob newb, newbie drain explorer? Like would you take someone
0: to show them like what it is like to explore a drain? I would. I would say be be ready for anything because I don't actually know what's in the drains. I've got planned out. They are new finds to me. I've seen some photos of what's in some of them, but... Mm. Explain this to me. When you
1: go in drains, because obviously you heard, you, you you told me that story about two guys dying and one being injured. I mm. personally know stories of like the water rising inside the drain and people... It's, ve- it's very dangerous, right? Yes. Is there a way... To predict this, how safe is going into drain?
0: I'd say there's almost two types of that sort of flash flooding event. There's weather related, which is entirely predictable. And if you get caught in a weather flash flood, it is entirely your own fault for not checking the forecast. Because that's Mm. just... A big burst of rain comes on rapidly and with modern technology and weather forecast apps, you can literally check a rain radar to see when clouds are approaching. And unless Mm. you're in this drain for like two hours, it's very unlikely you're not going to see this cloud band coming. And then there's the second type where it's something completely out of your control. Say in this drain, this hypothetical drain, there is a weird. Like a a, mm. a flow controlling thing that prevents water from passing that is tied to an electronic sensor mm. that the inflow to this drain has a big gate connected to this weir that instead of this weir overflowing potentially damaging things a gate on this weir will open and send all the water through. I'd say that is less so out of your control. There's that's very rare in draining that you have a system like that built in, but it's always very good to be aware of what you're getting into. There's a couple of drains in Perth in out in uh, Western Australia that have that. There's one in South Australia that has that. They're called slush gates. And
1: forgive my ignorance here, (laughs) but like when I think about the drain, the word sewer also pops into my head.
0: Yes, that is very
1: understandable. So can we go into that? Are those two things somehow connected?
0: It depends. It depends a lot on a lot of different factors. One is in Australia, that's an impossibility. That doesn't happen. We have entirely separate systems for our stormwater and our sewerage. Mm. Unless you're in a drain that is literally from 1810, from before split systems were made, that's an impossibility. It doesn't happen. But, and here's the big but, unfortunately, uh, in places like literally everywhere else on the planet, <laughs> that is a possibility that can happen. Because there are things called CSOs, which stands for, I believe... Combined combined sewer overflow. I'm just googling this to make sure I'm getting this right. Yeah, and that basically just means that the sanitary sewer is tied also to the rain. So in the event that there's a lot of rain, this system can overflow instead of making manhole lids fly out of the street. It will overflow into the stormwater system and then discharge into freaks, and streams. When I was in New Zealand, actually, a little while ago, I went to New Zealand to try and find some nice new finds myself. I ended up in a drain that had been CSOing for probably about the past maybe eight months, judging by how much stuff was on the floor. I was in my sneakers, and I was in, like, work pants. I was walking past actual turds, sanitary wipes, everything that you just don't want to see when you're walking in sneakers through a drain. Oh, shit. <laughs> So, um, it's a possibility. Oh, wow. In your sneakers. In my, luckily, I had draining shoes. My mom told me, look, Angus, you, you, oh, there you go, Rimbo, sorry. (laughs) Oh, fucking Angus, you're going to have to walk through some sewers when you're in New Zealand. So you're going to have to get some new shoes. I was like, all right, get some new shoes and throw them out after the trip. And then it was just like, whoops, now I've got these stinky sewer shoes I need to take back with me because I went through an open sewer accidentally. (laughs) wait wait wait
1: wait wait wait! let's rewind a bit because uh you you just said like your mom told you to buy proper shoes so like your parents are one okay with what you do and they like they know what you do and they like they support you going into drains like what's what's the what's the deal there
0: that is correct because i've been doing it like you said the child poverty thing i was raised by a single Mm. parent for most of my life which was my mom okay and she's known about me exploring since i started doing i was like mom i'm going to this tunnel today Just like, all right, just be careful. Got to the point when I was about (laughs) 16 or 17, she was actually driving me to spots, like driving me to drains and driving me to um, abandoned buildings and stuff like that and parking out the front or doing laps and waiting for you to come back and things like that. That's just something that me and my mum just have always done. She's known because, you know, it's not Mm. good, obviously, to... Keep massive secrets from your parents because breeds mistrust and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> so, yeah, public
1: announcement from uh, Chasing Bandos: Do not keep secrets from your parents, guys.
0: <laughs> Comes back to bite you eventually.
1: Karma is a thing, you know. Karma is a yes. thing. I, I know, I know about that. Okay, Grimbo, we're gonna do like a, a little a segment now. This new segment. <laughs> It's a yes, no, yes, no segment. Every time I do it, it's more embarrassing. Yes, no, yes, no segment. I'm chasing mandos, let's do it. So question number one, would you climb to a second story window in order to get inside abandoned place? No. Would you explore abandoned (laughs) mine alone? Yes. Mm,
0: mine. <laughs> I've got I've got weird morals and weird ethics on how I do things. I'm fully aware of. That. Okay.
1: Uh, right. Question number three is um, m- might be uh, your favorite one. Would you take a shit in a public place?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. I said yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> I have. He said, actually, yes, I was waiting. You, you said you want you want some stories. I I have done probably twenty shits in abandoned buildings on the toilets specifically. <laughs> in abandoned building. What? No nasty toilets. <laughs> on the nasty toilets, dust covered
1: toilets. No way. You actually sat on them. No way. Yeah, of course. You, you did just you like? The dust and... Do you put like a little the the sheets nah, put, around like um, make a little?
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was that controversial. I just, you sweep it off with your hand and you sit down and you do your business. If I go to like some public toilet, I still put like a massive
1: pile of... Toilet sheets all around
0: it, you know. <laughs> just put it all around it. I wouldn't touch that. What, what can I say? Wow, we, we, wow we're cowboys. Wow. What can I say?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cow, yeah, cowboys. All right, all right. Number one, number. <laughs> sorry, number four. Number four. Would you run away from the police if you spotted them yes. entering abandoned building you are exploring? I have done that. Yes. Okay. Would you explore abandoned building if you noticed homeless person living in there? Definitely not. Would you kick the door in order to gain access? Depends how loose the door looks. <laughs>
0: Fucking hell! I don't. I'm very. I'm very I, don't have, I don't have. <laughs> I, I don't have the pens.
1: I don't have the pants.
0: I'll just say yes.
1: Would you lock a place with your own lock? No. Let's try hard. Would you travel seven or more hours just to see abandoned building? Yes. In my case, drains, because I have done that. Would you date another urban explorer?
0: Actually, I'm not sure if he's still in the chat, but Doug gave me a bit of advice, Cave Plan Doug, and that is never date another person who explores, because they've always got something wrong with them. It's <laughs> and that's a bit of advice so i've taken so no. in fully so big no there
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not gonna comment on that but like i think uh, yeah well all right uh, <laughs>
0: and the last one the
1: last last question would you meet bill finnan for exploring
0: I think I would actually, because I know he does do drains, especially. Oh,
1: yeah, of course. Bill is big on drains, for sure, for sure. You know, I'm thinking to myself, after I interview a few people, having the answers for those questions, yes and no, you could start creating some sort of statistic.
0: You could actually have have the Urbex Statistic Bureau.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say like ninety percent always say, "Yeah, we kicked
0: the door or shit." All right, <laughs> we always take so, shit in the band buildings. <laughs> there we go. So,
1: Grimbo, thank you for that. That's good. How about now? We start with your origin story.
0: It's a very almost mundane origin story, but I was on school holidays when I was in year eight, which makes about fourteen when the story happened. I was actually, I think, I was even very late thirteen. It was one or the other? We we're approaching sort of summer, so it was my school holidays, and I was. On my laptop, I came from a single parent household. We didn't have a lot of money to do big drives or massive holidays, school holidays. So I had to find ways to keep myself busy. So I looked mm. up at first secrets in Adelaide. I scrolled through a couple of them. And I clicked on an article, probably by weekend notes. If you're South Australian, you'll get that. And um, I scrolled down to the bottom. It was speaking about secret tunnels in Adelaide. I was like, I'm going to find out what these are. And so I click on another one of these dudes' articles. I scroll down and I see Exploring in Adelaide, secret tunnels. It's like, oh, I like the sound of this. I'm getting warmer. So I keep going, keep going. And eventually I hear about this tunnel called the Adelaide Darkie. The hell is the Adelaide Darkie? That's a sort of racial slur. <laughs> what, what am I looking at? And um, I keep digging into it. And I find out it's like a stormwater tunnel of some sort that's made of like unique materials made of brick, and it's got sandstone. It's got a weird-looking, like, entrance. It's got vines in it and stuff like that. I'm just like, shit, I need to find this thing. This this thing looks sick. And so I start pouring, like, probably about two hours just into finding it. And I go onto a, a web forum, which if you're Australian, you definitely know this. I go into UEGA, and I find a thread about Adelaide Darkey. And some posts in the South Australian section, in the Adelaide Darky thread, a post with a building in the background that I recognised called Hackney Lodge, which I knew because it was, like, a dilapidated... Hostel in Adelaide. I'm just like I recognize that. I know exactly where that is. And if all my Adelaide people here get excited, you might learn the Adelaide it's most like done drain Adelaide, but whatever. It's out, it was right next to the wine center. I'm just like shit. I know where that is. And so a week later, I got myself a little terrible little dolphin torch that was made of plastic and probably would fall apart if you sneeze on it too hard. And I just sent it into this drain. I got down. I was like probably maybe knee deep in water. I was like, yes, here we go. I made it like just past the entrance right where the brick arch, sorry, the sandstone art at the start start. Mm. And I heard this loud noise that was like, dum, 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 dum. and I shit myself and I turned around. I fucking... Bolted out of them. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I ran out and I, and I stood on the edge, just like, I'm never doing that again. And then a week later, I was looking up Australian drains map. I'm trying to find all the stuff on, on Google. I was like, shit, that was kind of fun. I want to find more of these. And so I found one near me. It's called Kmart Darkie. By the way, Darkie, for everyone, all the people wondering, why does he keep saying this weird racial slur? Darkie was the original way of saying drain in um, Melbourne mm. Caveman speak. That's just, if you see Kmart Darkie or Adelaide Darkie, it just means Adelaide drain or Kmart drain. And so I was looking at this Kmart drain and I jump. Mm. It's right near my house. So I walk to the creek it's in and I go into it and it's like, yeah, this is huge. It's got a very big entrance. It starts an underpass, like a big like bridge almost, and just funnels itself down slowly into this little sort of rectangular box about a meter and a half high and this time I walked into it I was like yeah I can do this And I hear again dum, 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 dum. I was like fuck and Brian's about to run out these two like girls my age like stand at the edge go what are you doing i was like fuck now I've got to seem like a real man or else I'm gonna embarrass myself in front of these girls like what are you what are you talking about girls <laughs> so I'm just in the tunnel <laughs> and so they go like oh you're gonna walk through it I'm like yeah, I'll walk through the tunnel and they go, All right, tell us what's on the other side. It's like fuck, they're to come with me then, alright. So little fourteen year old Grimbo ducks down, and I walk through this drain, and I come out the other side. And again, when I'm walking through I hear the doom doom. It's like, what the fuck is that noise? But this time yeah. I'm like, okay, can't t- I can't t- I can't sit like a bitch in front of the in front of the girls my age. <laughs> so I kept walking. And I came out like two hundred meters later. And I was just like, shit, that wasn't actually that bad. That was kind of fun. And that's it. That's the that's the Grimbo origin story. That was That's it. I, I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of girls my age <laughs> yeah, at the front of a train I'd done. From there, I went back to the Adelaide Darkie with Barry with a B, which we'll get into if you want to get into that as well. That was my first time ever meeting him. Went back to Adelaide Darkie with him. Oh. Which we can get to. But, uh, and then from there, no. that's...
1: That's the origin story. That's the humble origins. You see, Grimbo, this is like a, such an amazing segue because like sometimes people say that I like I'm chasing the drama and stuff, right? I only follow up on things that are mentioned on the podcast. Yes. Barry with the... Uh, now I call it Barry with the G, actually. I I changed it now. I'm glad that you mentioned Barry with the G because obviously this is a part of your story. In Just in case we have a new... Some, someone new... He, He's an interesting, critic to say the least. No, no, because like he, he, I was told that he was like he took you under his wing. He
0: did for about a year and a half. He did
1: right because like I'm, I'm just obviously like if there is someone new listening right now and they just stumble across this podcast and they all of a sudden hear Barry with a G and they're like, what the <laughs> hell is that? If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you, I'm sure you know. But like just very yes. briefly, like why would we? How how can we explain uh, Barry with the G? He
0: was a very well sort of still is but he doesn't use the name anymore he went he ran a very popular website for Adelaide urbex before Jim was had made his website and more people's stuff if you looked up Adelaide Urbex this guy's website came up because of that and made him very very like notable in the Adelaide exploring community. unfortunately this guy ended up being uh, not the cleanest character he wanted to do. I can't say he wanted to do things, but I have heard from other people that he has a reputation for doing things with young men and young boys and trying to get very close to them. I won't use the G word, but um, he did definitely try it
1: with Uh, me. Wait, 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 wait. Because like when this is the part where I don't want to like slander people. Yes. And I'm
0: being very mindful of that. I don't want to use... use Certain words.
1: I don't want to say something about someone, like throw this, like, uh, s- or start spreading some gossip. Because yes, we obviously, I don't have any sort of evidence for that, and I wouldn't yes. uh, say anything like that publicly about someone. But did you just say that he did
0: try something with you? Is that what you said? Yes, um, to the po- To the point. Yes, to, to the point where he was trying to convince my mum to let me go to Melbourne with him. On holidays and my mum, she he called my He asked mm. for my mum's number. He called her and said, Hello, Mrs. Grimbo, would you like to um take let me let me take your son to Melbourne with me on an exploring holiday? Mum said, Sure, if I can come with him because I don't trust this random older guy I've never met to take my son on this Urbex holiday. And he said, mm. oh, All right, and then funnily enough, about Three weeks after this conversation, here's where things get very strange. Uh, He removed me from Darksiders, which is his exploring group. So you figure that one out, Greg.
1: Just for the listeners, so I want to uh, clarify this. Like the reason I say I refer to him as Barry with a G, previously I referred to him as a Barry with a B, is because after Jim's Erbeck's first interview and this person was mentioned to me, he... And I don't really know what Jim said that was so bad about this guy. I just don't, I don't remember really. It was a really long time ago, but it was like, it was, there wasn't about this type of topic, right? That you just mentioned. Yes. He just mentioned that he had like some conflict with some guy, right? When people mention other people on the podcast, I do tag them. And therefore this guy messaged me and said that he doesn't want to be mentioned. So obviously I, I respected that. And therefore I don't refer to him as his name. Or as his mm-hmm. Instagram tag. I just refer to him as a Barry with a B Barry and with now a Barry with, Barry a, G with now. a G and go figure why. Okay. So, so, so that's, um, that's,
0: um, interesting. Yeah. It's a very interesting situation, but a little bit fucked up to be honest. Yeah. It's very fucked up. And, um, people in Adelaide don't really do much about it. I know he's trying. Okay. Here's where I'll, I'll put this in my opinion, right? This is not the opinion of chasing bandos. This is Grimbo's own opinion. He's tried. There are some <laughs> new kids who are roughly my age when I started uh, exploring. I believe they're roughly my age. They might be a little bit older, a little bit younger. Mm. And sure enough, this guy is just constantly messaging them, leaving them messages in drain saying, hey, what's up, guys? And stuff like that. Just constantly interacting with them. As like, did you not learn your lesson with me that people think you're, you're a fucking weirdo when you do stuff like this? That when you're interacting with mm. people that are, by the way, more than half your age. Like one of the th- keep in mind, this guy was messaging my friends as well that were unrelated to exploring and saying things like, I'm old enough to be your dad. He's messaging people saying things like stuff like that. And he still hasn't learned his lesson that that is not okay. Mm. And you shouldn't be messaging young males. It's like yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you man? Seriously. <laughs> it's just like yeah, why Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uh yeah, that's uh that's a that's uh that's a difficult one. Um
0: yeah, like I said, that's just Epi- weird, not 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 related it's to bandos at all. That that's my own. Yeah. that's my own comments. But people are free to judge that how that that is. I
1: mean, I mean to be honest, like every story has two sides, right? Yes. I would love to talk to him. I mean, the guy clearly loves exploring, right? Like so. Yes. I would love to he talk does. to him, and then maybe maybe from his point of view, somehow this is innocuous. I I don't know.
0: Well, I would love to have. I would. I would love to hear him go on the podcast.
1: Oh, you would love. Too, as well. I'd love
0: to hear him go on the podcast and try and explain why he keeps talking to like 15 and 16 year old boys when he's obviously like he's like 50 year like 50 years old I think I believe he's about 50 years old and he keeps talking to people like 14 15 Aye. 16 like why you you got to stop doing this it's it's making you look like such a fucking creep it is beyond a joke at this point
1: yeah all right let's move from that let's move from 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 barry we'll we'll
0: avoid the very dark topic and keep moving
1: forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think in terms of Grimbo, in terms of like the controversial stuff, cont- I mean, whatever, right? Like you can, some people might call it controversial. I'm just like following. It's fucking, it's, it's, I wanted to... It's going to, in rain, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's really it that I, what I have, because I wanted to find out about the cave and that situation and why you didn't mm-hmm. join Barry with the G situation as well. I knew about that. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to pick up on that. Well, there we go. So let's move to another topic, which is like I've been told that you have a uh, like huge talent for actually finding locations that is correct you would go into like government di- databases obsessively looking for hours to find drains and tunnels like what's your process like can you describe it a little bit like of, of finding so, the drains
0: we'll go i'll just give you like a random place but one that i did recently was mm. um what's the, f- the capital of texas hang on give me a second Google maps it um dallas somewhere as well no houston dallas texas or whatever it is. Oh, I think it was okay. Austin, actually, yes. was, which probably isn't even the capital. But I was looking at Austin, Texas, like, okay, I've got this. My Google Maps is excessively full of just star pins because it's just covered in a list of drains I've seen. And I was the first step, right? I'll backtrack a little. Bit. It is Austin. You're right. It is Austin. Yes. Using Austin as an example, the first thing you look for if you want to find drains, if there are two really options, you can either follow creeks and rivers until they go underground. That's called a culvert, technically not a drain, as in a culverted section of a stream or a culverted section mm. of a river. And that's probably the easiest way to find a drain because you have to use any Google search. You just go on Google Maps, follow streams until the stream disappears. And just like that, you turn maps back on, like the satellite view back on, and you usually will have a nice drain that goes for a bit. Or alternatively, you can use a platform oh. called ArcGIS, GIS. And what you will do, you will look up Austin GIS stormwater, or three waters is another popular title for them. Look it up quickly, do make sure it's there. Austin, three mm. waters, arc. Yes. So that's like arc mm. as in the arc of my tennis swing and GIS is in the letters GIS. And that is generally the most common way that cities or councils or planning committees will keep data on stormwater drains. And generally they keep it publicly mm. accessible as well because if builders want to see what services are underneath them when they're building something. Mm. Councils and cities will generally include the dimensions, what type of drain or tunnel or service underneath. It makes it very easy to find stuff. You look up, the that's mm. probably your first step. If you don't want to scan Google Maps for hours and hours and hours, you can look up, insert city name here. Arctis, stormwater or three water
1: map.
0: Mm. I do interview various types of explorers, but mostly,
1: obviously, we're doing the uh, abandoned places. Like, for example, drains is basic. Yeah, Yeah. this might be a silly question, right? I'm sure there are a few number of our listeners, myself included, who's never done a drain. Right. I have just like this, like a a silly question. Like, what is it like to explore a drain? Like, what should you expect?
0: It depends massively. Depends. Massively on what you're doing. Depends on your geography of your city. It depends for, let's keep it simple. Does your city have hills? If yes, you can expect lots of things like waterfalls or big long slides to match the geography. Mm. Does your city even have a lot of rainfall per year? If yes, expect pretty big drains that may have a fair Mm. bit of water in them year after year and day after day. Does your city have a certain type of soil where it's more rocky than it is clay? If yes, you expect grains deeper underground because soil can hold mm. in shape in rock better than it can in clay. It's all questions like that. If I had to go for Adelaide, for example, we're a very flat city. Our, our whole city of Adelaide is built on the Adelaide Plains. That's the whole thing. Adelaide Plains, Ghana mm. people. If you get from Adelaide, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And as a result, water doesn't really have any way to gain speed. So, because of that, because there's low mm. velocity of water, there's low amounts of water as well because australia is a very dry country as i'm sure you're very well aware um we generally yeah. don't have a lot in south australia especially of big drain there are a couple exceptions to that rule of course in places down south like um just down south in general if you go south of the cbd in areas like um seafood or or and places like that where you get lots of hills it is just south mm. australian insert areas for your city that have hills and different geography types in there you expect to see different and bigger stuff because there's different types of soil and hills and infrastructure next to it. For example, here's one of my favorite finds. I'll tie this into a story as well. So I have a drain that I named after myself after I was recommended to name it after myself. I was going to give it original name. This is my little, I don't have a big ego section but before I get into the story. I was, I was going to go with the original name and I got recommended to call it Grimbo's Tomb because that's a tradition that if you're a proper drain explorer, you have a tomb named after you. And that's a tradition from the 80s with cave Clan. There was a guy named Woody. He called it Drain Woody's Tomb, and it just stuck. I don't know why it stuck. It just stuck. So there's mm. a Grimbo's Tomb, which is down south, in an area next to the train line. And the reason that's important is because the train line, in this area, is in a really deep cutting. And because of that, if water overflows on the street, it would wash into this cutting and it would be catastrophic for the train. So as a result, mm. this drain is massive. So to cope with like a one- In 150-year flood event, which is generally the worst case scenario in terms of rain, this drain was made massive. It was made absolutely huge, so there'd be no risk at all of the train line getting flooded. The roads next to it all are on a steep angle to keep water away and into this drain. All the bike paths near it are all on a steep angle to keep stuff away from the cuttings and into the drain. And that's just one example of how... It depends entirely on what area you're in, in terms of what you're expecting in a drain.
1: Mm. Very
0: rambly explanation, but that sort of gives you an idea. No, 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 of why no, 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 no. Separate, no, separate is fascinating. Things, uh, yeah. Give you an idea of of what you can expect in different areas.
1: One thing I would say I want to pick up on that you said is about like the naming of the drains. And I think you also mentioned this, maybe you mentioned this at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Can we explore this a little bit more? Because, like, I feel like in Australia, like when it comes to naming the
0: places you found, it's like a big thing Mm -hmm. in the Australian airbags. It is. It's a massive thing. And that's mainly because that's how things were done in the 80s. With Cave Clan, most of this stuff comes back down to tradition. Mm. Originally in the 80s, instead of calling stuff because Doug Woody Sloth or the original Cobra, all those people from the Cave Clan originally, Mm. it didn't make sense to call a drain that was cool and unique after to say, I know, the creek it's in. So Five Mile Creek is an example. You know, we're going to go do Five Mile Creek. I mean, like what, the creek or the actual drain? So it was given a name, like a proper name. So because of that, it just sort of stuck. If that makes sense. It's become an easier way to identify a drain. So if you say, for example, we're going to go do that one drain in Adelaide, you go, which one? There's like 300 drains in Adelaide. We're going to go do St. Peter's Twins. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'll meet you there. Upstream and downstream for the next question you get asked. I'm going to do Zorga's Tomb. Okay, well, sure. We'll go meet you there. It's just so it becomes identifiable. So that's sort of where the whole culture of naming stuff starts.
1: Obviously, with having in Australia, with and it comes to, when it comes to drains, there is a heavy presence of Cave Clan, and now yes. we got this outsider. Let's we're just gonna call you the outsider, Grimbo. There mm-hmm. is there any sort of conflict with you naming a drain, and the Cave Clan is like, no, fuck you, Grimbo. It's not gonna be called this. It's gonna be
0: called something else. Only one. And that was my best mate, Trespass, who brought up that whole situation. So that's huh. literally been the only time it's ever been an issue ever was with him. Wait, what's because the issue? in Adelaide was that I had a name for this drain, which was Bunker. The original name was it had two different names. So those are the big issues that everyone had a naming dispute over this drain. And as a result, it had three different names. Because I found it, I didn't know this because I didn't have any access to cave clan stuff and this drain wasn't even on any lists that I had access to. So i had no way to check it even had a name. I just called it bunker because the entrance looked a lot like a bunker because you have to slide into it. It's a very good drain, by the way. Very proud of the find. I had to do some very stupid stuff to get into it. I had to walk into waste deep water that was flowing quite strong at the outlet to get into it and find the entrance to it. So I'm very proud of that find. And um mm. So unfortunately, it was (laughs) quite contentious for me. But but generally, no, I I don't have issues with naming stuff.
1: I was just thinking in general, what's your philosophy on, because, you know, not sharing locations, pictures from outside, all those different things that people care about. Taking stuff, like, I don't know what's there to take from the drain. One
0: in Austin, Wellington, New Zealand, just a little while ago, like I said before, there's a drain where there was actually old lanterns left by workers who built it. Inside the drain still, and they're just hanging on hooks. Obviously, you wouldn't want someone to take that because that's like kind of become a feature of 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 the drain. So with stuff like that, I'd say just leave it be. That's kind of a dick move if you want to take that. Maybe the drain's going to get like completely redone because there's like works or they're building a freeway on top of it. Then take the landing. Otherwise, that thing's getting smashed. But otherwise, just leave it be. Okay, so let's go back to the philosophy, right? What's your philosophy? Generally, if they're drains, I really don't mind. All that much if someone shares them. When you start getting to stuff like, say, a trunk tunnel, that is a pretty sensitive spot. That's like something I'm sure it's out in the bush. In the most case, the ones that I've a trunk tunnel, by the way, is say there's a there's a reservoir all the way in the middle of it's the middle of nowhere. The water somehow has to get from that reservoir to a metropolitan area. And in the case where there's a really steep hill in front of it, it's usually cheaper just to dig into the ground of, of the path of where this pipe is going. And so you end up with these things called trunk tunnels because it's like a big elephant trunk that extends out and it's going into a tunnel. With things like that, a couple of things I post are trunk tunnels. You can usually tell because there's a giant pipe next to me in them. uh with the case of something like that, I'm more hesitant to give it out because SA Water, even though they don't check the spot, they don't really seemingly care about it all that much. It's Very hard to even do damage to a water main. Don't try that, but don't try and damage a watermate just because I said it's hard to do. But don't, don't do anything like that. Just because they seemingly don't care all that much doesn't mean that they don't care all that much. And As a result, mm. I'm less likely to give out a spot like that because maybe inside of it, there's walls that are nice and fresh. So someone, say, with a graffiti mindset can come in there on this very spot that's sort of sensitive and can get locked down, become a lot harder to do than a regular drain where you can just walk in and, say, put a big tag that says, I don't know, balls with a Z, wanna. And now when SA Water come through and do their inspection, what's in a bloom? And they go, okay, shit. So this quite sensitive thing is no longer that safe. And now they have an incentive to lock it down properly. That's less so focused on what I do. There's a, there's a handful of trunk tunnels in any given area. There's like maybe five or six, probably in your whole state country or giant metropolitan area and i don't do them very often just because it becomes a bit of a head fuck to do them Mm. with a spot like that i'm obviously less hesitant to give it out same with the bandos i'm still sort of in that mindset of if i give this out to someone who i know probably doesn't understand the significance of it they are gonna just not treat it right they'll do something like they're walking through a front door because it's open and not realize that when someone sees them walk in the front door they'll then maybe even call up security company and go hey there's Homeless people walking into your building, you need to shut it down because this become a hazard and stuff like that. But with drains, it's pretty hard to care about what happens in a drain, generally, unless it's got some sort of giant dangerous thing in it. Like I said before, with those sluice gates, where I know there's a possibility of someone going in there, he doesn't really know what's going to happen. That gate opens and they get washed out. I feel like that would be on me, if that makes sense. So it depends entirely on location to location. Generally, drains are fine. Doors, I'm a bit more hesitant because of haters, 2S and gases and stuff like that. Trunk tunnels, I'm very hesitant because they're sensitive stuff and there's possible fines. And then you get into stuff beyond that, like bandos, that I'm just like, probably not going to give that out just willy-nilly. Yeah. Mm.
1: Okay. We here on Chasing Bandos, right? We love uh, the exploring stories. Yes. I was hoping that you would bring some stories of things that happen. I have. I don't know, like I always uh, recommend people make
0: a little list. I do have a little I I have my list here. I do. I've got some awesome. I've got some of my best and brightest stories of my Stupid stuff awesome. has happened to me. There we go. All right, let's 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 go for it. Let's go for it. Most of these stories make me seem like a complete idiot. By the way, which I can assure most people listening, I'm not. Well, maybe you in know, some cases, uh, I can't <laughs> I'm
1: gonna call this like mist, maybe mistakes of the youth.
0: Yes, yes, we, we'll we'll call this Grimbo's blunder section. We will call this my my inexperienced blunders all right so i'll start okay. off right this is a story with a preface and that is that grimbo and boats do not mix whatsoever it's not that i get seasick that <laughs> I, I think like i have had some sort of like deal since birth that if i go into the war like on a boat god gets angry yeah. and tries to just destroy this boat that i'm in i've been in kayaks the kayaks flip i have been in two kayaks my entire life and both times i've been in them they flipped and everyone else was fine I get hit with like an unusually strong wave and the kayak will flip over and tip me out. I have to get someone to come flip it back over and help me back into it. But in this case, (laughs) this isn't a kayak story. There's in in drain exploring or cave exploring as well in mines, there are these little orange boats. They're called Explorer 200s or Explorer three hundred or 100s. They're like Synonymous with drain boating or underground boating. You look at a photo of someone like a tunnel boating it. You will see this little orange boat. And I, I found this drain with an explorer named Gov. And at the time, it was just like completely underwater. And I found out this because it was connected to the tide. It was it, this thing called a tidal drain, where water will still flow into this thing even at high tide and just get washed out to sea because it's still running at like a steeper incline. But when we saw it, I was like, okay, so I got an idea here. You know, I'll be able to get in a boat and sail through this thing and come out the other side, because I've seen other people do this. Now, I should have honestly prefaced this, or thought in my head, my little warning, that Grimborn boats do not mix whatsoever. Poseidon hates me. I'm not sure what I've done to him, but he's not a fan. And so I, I buy this boat from Big W, which is an Australian like, big store, and I mm. carry this boat across the road to me, it's because this drain is in the middle of like a traffic island, basically, a really wide traffic island. And um, I'm hiding in the bushes next to the inflow of the drain, I'm pumping up this boat. I'm just like, fuck, oh, this is taking forever. And it takes me like 10 minutes to pump up this boat <laughs> down the side of the road, just like hiding in the bush, pumping it up. And so yeah. I like, okay, I've got it ready. I've got my two oars. I'm ready to go. And so here comes my first bit of just like, fuck, you've seen this coming. There's a little bit of water because there's like a weird stopping all the flow from behind it to going into the drain yeah. at once. And a little bit of flow is creating like some sort of ripples, rippling out. And so I get this drain boat and there's a ladder to climb into it. I put this boat down I climb down, now I'm being good, and keeping my three points of contact on the ladder. And I turn around and the boat has just like been pushed out already, like to the middle of this huge pit of water. I'm just like, fuck, what am I going to do now? And so I'm, I'm like, okay, let's stop. Can you calm us down? Think rationally on how we're going to get this boat back. And just in my caveman brain, all my infinite wisdom, I'm just like, okay, I know what I can do. I can throw an oar at it and try and push it back. So I, I get like a javelin spear grip. And probably the car, I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Just driving past me, holding this boat oar. And I throw it. And I miss the boat entirely. And now I'm like, fuck, now I'm down in well." So I just have to go like, all right, fuck it. I had to bite the bullet. And just try and get this boat back by swimming up to it. I'm not letting this $20 sail away from me. So I climbed down into this... Inlet. It's like, it's waist deep. It's like pretty cold water and it's waist deep. It's like, this was a stupid fucking idea, but I'm doing this anyway. So I climb into this boat. There's no string attached ah! to the boat? Really, no? Like like I said, I, I didn't think this far in advance. I didn't think the boat was first off get pushed away from me this far, so I didn't have a return <laughs> I thought I was just put the boat there and it would stay there for enough time for me to climb into it and like paddle into the train. Yeah. But I climb yeah. into this boat. I'm I'm now in it. I'm like, I'm, like, climbing on it. it probably look like some sort of elephant, something, trying to climb into this drain. I get my oar, and I've got my two oars, and it's like, okay. So finally I finally go into this drain. So I paddle into it. The two main pipes, they all meet up eventually, like, on the outflow. But the two mm. main pipes are, like, quite deep underwater. Like, okay, so can't do those. So I go to the one off to the side. So I paddle into this thing, and I'm I'm not wearing a head torch. I'm using a hand torch, which is another dumb idea, because I now had to use, like, one hand to steer and one hand to – use this torch and like a horror movie i turn my torch up and i'm inside this drain and this little swallow here's the thing i hate swallows as well because they're super territorial and they always camp in drain this little swallow like a horror movie just like flies in my face and it's like flying like one centimeter away from my face and i actually start, i'm terrified i'm just adrenaline overtaking i start screaming like i'm being sacrificed i'm going like ah Screaming so fucking loud. I'm grabbing my <laughs> oar. Like here's comes the really yeah. stupid. I start grabbing this oar. I'm trying to get this swallow out. And this thing's like avoiding the, the avoiding the oar. It's flying backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, and avoiding the oar. And I'm just screaming this whole time. And eventually it gets scared and flies out of the room. It's like, oh my god, thank fuck. Mm. And here, so I start paddling deeper into this drain. It's very slow going to the point where okay, this just isn't working. And then I, I put, no, this comes like another unfortunate event. I like, I try to do another paddle in and like the ore just snaps in half like a like a Looney Tunes part two. I'm just like, oh. what the fuck? This is, okay, this is like God clearly does no one be in this drain. So I, I throw the oar away and just like, fuck this thing. And the drain is like narrow enough. I can use my hands and sort of guide myself down by like flapping like a bird with my hands open along the side of this pipe. And so I'm going deeper and deeper and deeper into the drain. And all of a sudden, I feel, you know, I usually I've cut it, obviously now, but I usually have this giant mop on my head. I start hearing like, Shh. it's like, what the fuck is that? Uh, I'm like, oh, my head's touching the roof of the drain. How'd that happen? Oh, oh, what? When did that happen? And then I look to the end, and the end of the drain, I can see it. It's coming, because i coming around a bit. It's just underwater. There's just not an ending there. I'm just like, because ah! <laughs> the tie had oh, come man. up from the time I'd been in there, and it just, and it just shut the end of the drain up i'm just like oh. ah. and so i have to somehow start and i start panicking at this point I'm just like okay this is really bad because i don't have an order to get me out fast enough and i'm oh. gonna somehow get my way out while holding this torch. and so i'm putting my hands backwards and flapping like a bird backwards to try to get my way out oh. And then i look down here comes the actual most cartoonish stupid part of this story i look down It's like fuck why is it so cold and my boat has a hole in it and it's like are you fucking kidding me? Why is there a hole in this fucking boat? I'm like swearing like a sailor, just like fucking, fucking, fuck. Ah! And I'm like, oh, I look down, I realize how bad it is. I'm like, I'm on my knees in this little stupid inflatable boat and probably up to like half of my knee is just covered in water. I'm trying to cover up this hole and stuff anymore from coming here, but it's not working. It's like, okay, I need to get out of this thing fucking as soon as I can. So I'm, I'm going as fast as I can. At one point, I almost dropped my torch which would have actually made getting out of there pretty much impossible. I wouldn't matter get out without a torch because I would have just had no idea which way I was going. Mm. But thankfully I didn't. I keep going backwards. And on my way out, guess who decides to pay me a visit? The sparrow from earlier goes, oh, this dickhead again. Guess this will be really useful to him right now and he's struggling to get out of this drain. Me flying in his face again, going, bee, bee, bee it's like, I don't even have the order to defend myself this time. I just have to pull yeah. myself out. So I get over. And at this point, I'm just like, okay, I know I'm back on safe ground now. I know how deep this, this drain is here. So I jump out. And I'm pulling this boat with me. And I throw one oar up on the side. And it's like, you know what? I take this boat home and try and fix it. Because I'm not in the complete disaster. And I carry this boat up. And instantly, I just feel all the water just go, and just sink to the bottom. And it's like, you know what? Fuck this fucking boat. I just throw it back into the drain. And it floated off into the corner. So I like to think the people, like the council workers, that come to inspect the wetlands the next day would just see my little boat just stuck halfway into the drain. And someone like, "What the fuck happened to you last night?" And I went home. Oh, then wow. I stopped by and got a, a, a large frozen coke from McDonald's for a dollar back when they were a dollar. And I went to bed. I was like, "Wow, I'm never going drain boating ever again in my entire life." <laughs> alone, dude. Alone. Alone. What can, What can I say?
1: oh yeah this is the thing i mean I'm, i mean again i'm a hypocrite because obviously i also go alone all the time <laughs> but it's just like it's just stor- stories like this this is where i'm thinking to myself yeah this is the reason like why you shouldn't be doing this alone right like <laughs> you
0: shouldn't be doing this stuff alone and like i said yeah. that story was like a bad example that's like so that's like um survivor's mm. bias because I, I got out of that situation absolutely fine so i'm probably gonna go drain boating alone again in like five years when I put up the card again. Grimbo, I'm sure you have more stories,
1: right? Yes. But let's do them after rapid fire.
0: Oh, rapid fire.
1: There you go. All right. you, you compete very competitive,
0: Grimbo? Extremely competitive.
1: Okay. You obviously know the rules of rapid fire, so I'm not going like- to... Refresh me quickly, though. <laughs> I don't want to get this wrong. Like I said. there's two ways people answer the questions, right? You know all the answers for all the questions. Some people go with speed. Okay. The idea behind this, our little Urbex Olympics is to answer the questions as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people just go and maybe they elaborate more than you need for the competition. They start yapping. Okay. You can go with the quality answers or you can go with like speed. It's really up to you. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Question number one. What would you do if you found seven Thousand dollars in abandoned house. Keep it. Fucking hell, that was quick. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> Going to number right, one here. There we go. What's your favorite city? Adelaide. I'm biased. That's okay. What do you collect?
0: CDs. <laughs> what? CDs. Compact this. Yes. CDs. Well, they still they still around. Yes, they are. My CD stores around the corner for me. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. There we go. I thought everything was like digital these days. It is half and half for me. I do prefer to collect my CDs, though. Okay. Well, okay. There we go. If you had to change your name, what would you change it to? Garfunkel. You know, like Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. That's good. That's good. What was your worst subject in school? <laughs>
0: biology I sucked at it oh
1: same dude
0: same tie between that and chemistry actually
1: man like why um, we were learning how like the microorganism why they reproduce who cares man like who cares <laughs> alright next next one next one we're halfway through okay what scares
0: you ghosts you can't hit a ghost so they're me <laughs>
1: Okay. So
0: you are, you are scared of the
1: invisible things. Okay. okay. On the flip side, what do you love the most? Cats. I love my cat. Oh, that's my cute. first book was cat. Oh
0: yeah?
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, who's your favorite
0: explorer? Jim. Gym. Jim's airbags. Tie between Jim and Silogen be honest oh silogen yeah silogen is a interesting character yes yes he's an interesting character but he's probably the best train explorer ever
1: do it he is the drain king yes for sure yes or was well, i'm not sure if he's still doing Once. it i'm coming i'm yeah. coming
0: for his try don't worry about
1: that yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure you will overtake his uh, place <laughs> i'm sure all right okay two more what's the last tv show you watched
0: Seinfeld. Wow. Yes. That's a kind of old one. Have, yeah. that's. They have reruns on free to air television. And that comes on after the news. So I just watch it. Oh, oh. I, I was never
1: really into that, to be honest. I don't know. And the uh, last one is actually shout out to Steak and Titties because that's his uh, favorite question. What's your favorite smell?
0: My favorite smell? Drain smell, which is fun fact. Drain smell is actually the screenings used. When they're leveling the drain out to begin with, get it to the right grade, they use little rocks from a quarry that are crushed up, get to the right grade, make sure the drain sits flat. Water seeps through the edge of the drain, goes into mm. it and makes this really weird smell. That's my favorite smell. Mm. Drain smell, AKA screenings from a quarry. This is uh, gonna be good. This You're
1: gonna be right up there. That is good. I'm telling you because your answers were super quick. All right. right. So since I just mentioned that, let's check out the results. Grimbo, he did it in 23.7 seconds, which I had to round up to 24. We cannot have a tie at the top spot. And yes, Justin Curtis is 23 seconds. Grimbo with that result is 24th. Grimbo with that result is second in the table, which is extremely good result. Wow. Well done, Grimbo. Uh, Meanwhile, this is now over one hour, this interview. I still think I have something like that to edit another hour there. I am very late uh, with the editing. This has to do with me traveling and exploring in France and Belgium. So yeah, I'm going to get back to work and get this sorted for you guys. All right. Let's go to our next story. What's uh, what's the next Grimbo story? story?
0: Mm. So like all my stories, they involve a great fall. And this story involves a fall. And then a fall and then a chase inside of a drain. Oh, shit. This, this okay. was a very non... <laughs> I'm sorry. But, um, let's do it. Let's do it. There's a drain in Melbourne, which is very famous. It's where they hold the clannies every year. It's called Anzac. And it's right in Melbourne on the River Yarra. So I was there with a mate who just goes by the name Bandy. And um, we were doing this drain. And everything was fine. We went in through the entrance, which is flooded, because Melbourne Water actually put a weir there because they wanted to stop people from going in. So water pools there and seeps over the edge. And we just walked straight into the weir, had our little fun on the drain. We smelled gas in the lower section and turned back around, and we decided to leave the way we came out. And as we're leaving, you know, I'm back in my sort of almost thigh-deep territory of this drain by the exit weir. And um, I look for There's a little trash bar that floats right at the end. And I'm just like – I remember earlier, it's like my – I'm having this little flash inside my mind of like a a cautionary tale in like a movie. Bandy goes – Yeah, you know, sometimes they take the trash rack out of there. I'm just like, man, wouldn't it be so weird if they took the trash rack right out of here, right about to step on it. And no joke, a minute later, I'm I'm stepping on this trash rack because it's easier than going out, almost risking falling in. And I step on it and instantly it's like, huh, there's no ground there. Hang on, my phone's about to die as well, quickly. (laughs) 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 There we go. All right. I'm looking at at this. trash yeah. I'm like, man, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be so crazy if there was just no, there's no cage on there. Because I wonder mm. what that would even, would I fall into the bag or would I just like fall into the Yarra? And so I, I take a step towards it and uh, instantly I just feel there's nothing beneath me. I just fall into the Yarra River completely because there's just nothing underneath my feet when I'm expecting it to be there. I get soaked. Like, I literally probably look like reverse 2 faced from Batman and that like my body was cut on the X axis from like, Top of my forehead down. I was just soaked, and my back was completely dry. So, like I fell into this thing face first and pulled myself out halfway through. So oh. the front half of me is just completely soaked. I'm like muddy as well because the Yarra River is kind of gross-looking river. Mm. But I'm just like, fuck. Of course, this happens to me. And you know, he's cracking jokes about like, oh man, you took quite the fall, there you're all right and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I'm fine. Let's keep doing it. We will keep moving around. That's just the prelude, by the way. This is like a series of unfortunate events. Mm. Which in a lot of my stories, you notice the thing is that one thing builds to another thing very slowly over the course of the story. And in this case, it's that the Yarra River was at an unusually high tide and that we couldn't really see what was going on underneath it. So we go to the next drain, which is Como Falls, which is quite close to this other drain we did. And it starts off as a massive three meter pipe on the, right on the bank of the Yarra but I'm not sure if there's like a super moon or something because the tide was super high. And we're looking at this thing like, fuck, we can get soaked getting into this thing again. It's like, whatever. So we climb into it. As we're walking in, I see this, in Adelaide, by the way, we don't have these things, but I look forward and I see this giant, like, thing. it's like a giant stick and it's moving. Like, yo, Bandy, what the fuck is that? And he goes, oh, that's an eel. It's like, shit, they, they, they have eels in Melbourne. He goes, yeah, man. I look at it closer. I'm like, fuck, it's a big fucking eel. He goes, yeah, that thing's probably the size of my entire arm, maybe my leg. And it's like, shit, did it? I was like, did these things bite? And he goes, yeah. And then he gets freaked out and goes, fuck, they're poisonous. And I was like, what? These things are poisonous. He goes, fuck, it's coming right for us, like that. And I just look over this thing and no joke, this giant, this thing is like the size of my leg. And like, it is dick too, it's this massive eel and is swimming towards us and we look at each other and we're just like, alright, fuck it's every man for himself now and I run past the thing, I'm like, Assassin's Creed wall running, get past this eel I'm like, side beside this train and carrying on past it meanwhile poor Baddy's back there, like, trying to figure out his route past it, and the eel is like, probably like a fist length away from it, and like a, oh, God. I can't even describe how he did this thing he jumps up and does like the splits mid-air on the side of this pipe, like he's in a Jackie Chan movie. And he looks down and this eel is like circling underneath him like it's going to jump up and bite him. And he like looks down and goes, and he starts screaming, like like I was with the sparrow story. He starts screaming going, fuck. Like that, and starts so running <laughs> and with his legs spread, like he's doing the splits, like he's Jackie chair, screaming. At this point, I'm just like, cause I'm safe, because I'm past the water. I just start like laughing my ass off, because he's like splitting with his legs split, running down. He's looking down, going, It's chasing me! The eel is chasing me! And he gets past it, and he jumps down, and we look. And like, this thing is like some sort of guard dog. It just spins off and just swims back into the yard, like, All right, my duty here is done. I've terrified these two people. I could go fuck off again. And that was it. That was the last time we saw this eel. It didn't like wait for us or anything. It just like terrified us and then just fucked off. And the rest of the Store Explorer is pretty uneventful, but just like. Fuck, what? what was wrong with that eel? But wait a second, are they actually poisonous? Because I don't no, worry, they're to not God. even poisonous! Exactly! <laughs> He's, got I, so freaked. He's got so freaked out that this eel he said it was poisonous for some reason. I <laughs> I had like a barbecue in China and we were eating eel. You know what's funny as well? These eels unlike like New Zealand eels, which I had so many encounters with in New Zealand. These mm. things have like a flat jaw, so when they bite you, it's more just like Imagine as like the um the flat part of a stapler without the teeth just goes mm. like that on you. That's what it feels I, like.
1: Yeah. Compared
0: to New Zealand eels, which literally have giant teeth, like there's some sort of rabbit animal that just nibble on your leg and chunks out of it. So I have no idea why he was so scared of this eel, but this it was pretty territorial. Of like I've never seen an eel taste someone like that.
1: <laughs> but is it like it's still like very long, right? Like it's like a.
0: It was huge. It was like, it's probably yeah. the biggest eel I've seen. My, it was thick too. It was like an yeah. overgrown dinosaur or something. <laughs> like it got left over at the bottom of the Yarra River.
1: Yeah. They look like a kind of like a sn- snakey. They have like a snakey thing going yeah. on. I, those I'm eels. not a
0: big fan of you. And they have like this horrible, like they sort of look like you've seen like a, an animal with cataracts. They sort of got the cataracts. I think <laughs> on them as well. So they're freaky <laughs> as hell to look at. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shit. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was like a, some sort of motherly protection going on or something i don't know i'm
0: not sure it was protecting it was just chasing us just because it felt like yeah. it was throwing its weight around and it was winning as well this thing beat like two like 70 kilogram people
1: oh my god yeah that's that's great that's crazy man oh shit yeah. i'm thinking how would i react if like there was like I, obviously you would freak out you would freak out like if that shit was chasing you because oh, it man. was
0: huge it's like i actually can't like, a, like established dude, to the podcast audience, how big this thing actually was. Just like, mm. just stick your leg out right now, Greg. Mine along with me. Yeah. Stick your leg out underneath the table and look down. That's probably yeah. how big this thing was and how thick it was. Oh my as well. God. Oh my God. It was, it, was, it was just this massive fucking eel. <laughs> and the water yeah. isn't even that high. It's just like the, all the conditions aligned perfectly that day for me to one fall into this trash rack on the Yarra River, leaving Anzac and then get chased by the eel because the water was too high and we couldn't see what was going on. And the (laughs) high water also allowed this eel to even swim into Como Falls to begin with.
1: Yeah. Sometimes that's what happens. Like things align and then unexpected events (laughs) happen, I guess, you know, I guess. Makes it for a cool story and obviously I'm glad
0: nothing happened, the eel. Not sure if you noticed this Bambi yet, Greg, but uh, (laughs) I love my sayings. One of my favorite sayings is it's, it's either a good story or a good experience. There hopefully these make some good stories because i believe that these are some pretty funny stories yeah yeah Now, Ooh, time for the main some... event so great. thank Ooh, no thank you oh. i'm not paying any bottles i'm not i'm not, not hanging beer bottles together but i'll get into the main event and that's that is the the half disaster half amazing trip that was my new zealand trip Ooh. okay i'll tell this go on. Sort of start to finish with some gaps missing you kept the best for last A yes this, I'll, I'll make this my life story. It's probably the longest story I've got because I spent about oh. ten days in New Zealand. Yeah, out of Kiwi that, I spent in Kiwi land across the Dutch, yeah. as they as they say to you, if you're from Australia. And six days of it were actually explorable because I had some of the worst weather that you can imagine for exploring drains, and I was there. So Wellington, I fly, I flew from there because. Air New Zealand That's was not a offering in direct flights from Adelaide.
1: Is that a capital? Yes. So of New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. That
0: is, the capi- that is correct. You'd think it'd be Auckland because it's the biggest city, but it's not. So I fly in to Wellington from Sydney because they weren't offering direct flights from Adelaide. So get on my plane. I see the McDonald's at Sydney Airport, which I highly recommend you look up, by the way. It's very odd that this McDonald's has so much thought put into it. But you'll see it and you'll go, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> Seriously, out of this podcast, have a look at the McDonald's at the Sydney Airport. You're like, what the fuck am I looking at? It's really weird. It's like conveyor belts and stuff like that. Mm, Okay. Anyway, so we're flying into Wellington and our plane gets delayed because there's strong winds. Wellington is known as the Windy City, but like the time I was there, it was especially windy for some reason. Mm. And as we're flying in, they go, all right, so we're finally arriving in Wellington. We're a little bit past the international plane curfew though. So a taxi is going to be a bit hard to get at the front. I'm just like, "Mm, all right, we'll see how we go. But as we're coming into land, right? I have never had a landing this rough in my entire life. Like, at first I was like, huh, this plane's shaking a little bit. I look out the window mm. and the entire plane is literally going roly-poly side to side. And it's like, fuck, this is kind of oh hairy. It's like, if you had a fear of flying, this would be like the exact nightmare flight you'd be on. It's like 120 kilometer per hour winds. And this plane is just like shaking and like rolling side to side. And it, like we landed and I look out the window and I'm like, Ooh, that was a pretty hectic flight. I touched my head is literally drenched in sweat and i hadn't even noticed i was so nervous during the plane landing i had been sweating my fucking ass off i was so scared this plane landing anyway the adventure must continue so i get through customs which was a very slow process and i get my taxi and we're driving into the wellington cbd it's like fuck we're driving just is this taxi driver's trying to scare me it's like we're driving like 30 kilometers per hour i asked like is this like does Wellington have like a slower speed limit and she's like oh yeah yeah it does I'm like all right so she's trying to scam me whatever I look out the window you can go 30 kilometers per hour in the in the Wellington CBD that's like all you can go what I know what it's like in I know what it's like everywhere else in Europe but in Australia it's like 50 kilometers per hour I'm just like Jesus what's going on it's like why have we gone so slow
1: better go for a jog
0: yes yeah, so it probably would have been so we get there, I get to my hostel, I put my bags down. I need to get a SIM card so I can tell my mom I've landed in Wellington. I go running around trying to find a service station still open. I get one, I get my SIM card, I'm like, okay, bam, put it in, shit. I don't have the thing to open the SIM card, so I guess I have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I finish up with that, I go to bed for the night, and I wake up, and the hostel I'm in is like, so it's got big storms. Or female only dorm. That's the only two options. Get yeah, mixed dorms or female oh. only. And I wake up and I'm I'm sweating. It's freezing in there, but it's just super hot in this room for some reason. So I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, shit, why did everyone in this room with such long hair for? I'm just like, did I get put in a female only dorm in like last night by mistake or something? And I I ticked that by accident. So I get my stuff really quietly because like six in the morning, and I carry my stuff back downstairs. And I speak to the guy at the front desk, and he goes, like, did I, did I get put in a female only dorm? Like, I'm I, here's my room number, like number. Twenty-four or whatever and he goes oh no that's a mixed dorm but there was a mix up last night and this room of all women that have booked in one of them got put in a mixed dorm and the rest got put in that in that room so do you want to swap the woman in like the uh mixed dorm okay why wouldn't i want to switch i'm not comfortable sleeping in this room of all women they're probably going to like start whispering things about me if they feel like they see this this little smelly drain guy in a room when they wake up so (laughs) i get into my new room i get my stuff down i get my sim card open and sim cards in. I've got location service now, so I can see where I'm going. Mm. I meet up with these two really cool younger dudes who are, if you're listening to this podcast, shout out Wellington underscore Urbex. Shout out time. We do a couple of drains with them, and the drains are just like pumping with water because it's like unseasonably rainy in Wellington at the moment. Every drain we do is like shin deep at the minimum, knee deep at the deepest, and it is just like flowing fast water. All of mm. We do this drain that's incredible drain it's underneath like the oldest cemetery in wellington i like the spookiest walk down i can imagine you're looking to your left and there's just this decrepit graveyard and this misty creepy rolling hills And at the bottom of it, there's this little arch tunnel that goes into this it looks like a cave but it's not it's been blasted out so it looks like a cave like imagine like a mine basically but it's been turned to a drain that's the technique used to turn this make this drain and i'm walking through it and the water is so strong. It's like barely, almost knocking me off my feet. And we, we get to this end of this drain or halfway through, because halfway through it changes and there's like a big slope with a, like a sewer main on the side. So you can use that as a ladder to get up. And I'm trying to put one foot up onto, this, onto the side of this thing. And the, like the youngest dude there is like, if you do that, you're going to get knocked off your ass and just get sent flying down this drain like 20 k's an hour because of this water. And he's like starting to get freaked out because he doesn't want to see the, the Aussie that's come over to do trains get knocked in his ass and get sent hurtling and end up soaked and maybe damaged a little bit at the end of this. I'm like, you know what, fuck it, we'll turn around. And that's where I called it a day for that day. So the next day, right, it's a very uneventful draining day until I do a drain that's called Gunner's Regret. So the drain is named after a dude named Gunner who runs a page called Gunner Urbex or Gunner New Zealand, something like that. And he did a drain where halfway through, he was with a bunch of British dudes and he got nervous or didn't want to do it and turned around and the drain ended up being really good. So <laughs> that's got the name Gunner's Regret because Gunner regretted not doing it. That's how it got its name. <laughs> but I did this Amazing. drain. I, I, get through, I get through the first section. There's a little open section which is just a creek and then it rounds a corner and it goes underneath like a, a freeway and it matches the grade of the freeway pretty much one-to-one but a little bit steeper. So I'm doing this, this drain and as I turn the mm. corner, I look up and there's this giant, probably the biggest bark I've seen in my entire life. Just imagine like a massive danger sign. It just says, Danger, do not enter, extremely dangerous. And on the side, there are these two like red, in red ridings, there's no entry, extreme danger. And the water is like getting pretty steep and it's moving quite fast. And like, that would be a really good idea right now if I keep going. <laughs> so, of course, i the I, little the little Grimbo that quids starts going, hee 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 hee. I'm having lots of fun in my drain, so I'm, I'm I'm wandering down this extremely steep drain, and there are very cool things in it. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of unique shapes that I haven't seen before. It's sort of like imagine like a shot glass shape almost, with like a, a vaulted concrete top, like a big arch on top of like a little shot glass shape at the bottom. That's the sort of shape it was. It's was about two meters high as well, and they opened up into segment or sections where there was just bare rock on the roof and glowworms on the roof as well. So you could turn off your torch. And you'd just see, like, very faintly, because they were out of season, but blue light all the way across the roof where it's bare rock. It's like, fuck, this is fucking awesome. And so I go down. I'm going further and further down, a couple of steep sections. And all of a sudden, the drain shrinks. I'm just like, oh. And I hear this really loud, like, water-roaring noise on the other side, like, Bleh. like loud as fuck, this noise. And I'm like, shit, That's I, I know there's a waterfall in this drain. I guess we'll press on, see how we go. So I go through so, about one point.
1: Oh, always, always some sort of noise is coming from those drains, I see.
0: Yes, drains have many noises. By the way, I didn't actually answer this at the time, but that little, that's a car driving over a manhole. So ah, as the manhole yes. gets, goes over it, it settles into it and the noise echoes down the shaft that's above it. And echoes throughout the whole mm. drain, And that's what the doom voice was. If, you, know you, uh, you, know, yes, if yes. you don't know what you're listening to, though, it is pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to ask but that. But anyway, I hear this deafening noise of water roaring. I'm just like, shit, that is a loud fucking waterfall. So I, I creep down this train. I'm being very intelligent about it. I'm keeping to out of the side of the water. And it gets steeper going up to the waterfall as well. Hunts up on all fours like I'm Spider-Man clinging to the corner of a building, trying, hoping the Kingpin's goons don't see me or some stupid shit like that. And I reach around and I sort of look around the edge. and I'm like, okay, so there's a ladder down the middle of Because there's two waterfalls that run parallel and then it goes back to the normal side. I'm like, okay, well, there's a ladder in the middle of these two waterfalls. And so I grab hold of one, one rung with my hand. I'm like, yeah, all right, I can do this. And the second I lose contact with the other one, my foot just gets caught by the water. And I go flying off this waterfall. Like I, I full on just like oh shit. I have like less than a second to react. because so I just get launched as because the water just caught my foot. I didn't have enough support to stop myself. Mm. I just go, shoom. I grab a hold of this bladder up and I, I just my foot is not sturdy enough to keep myself from flying off. So my foot gets caught by the water and I just go and get launched and mm. As I'm flying through the air, because I actually got properly launched off this, it was luckily it was like a meter and a half high, but I had no idea. So of course, my torch just got yanked out of my hand as soon as I, like, I drop it straight away mm. and I go plummeting off the edge. And I hear this massive, dang, 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 like sort of metal crashing noise. And it's like, what the fuck was that? And I land once again with the Spider-Man analogy. I land on all fours, like Spider-Man, he just dropped off the top of the building. I'm like, okay, first things first, wallet, phone, keys, check. Okay. So I've got all those. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck was that noise then? And so I'm reaching around my bag and my tripod I bought, especially for this trip. I turn. I grab my torch because it's getting pummeled by this waterfall, pick it up and the tripod has just, is just nowhere to be seen. It's just been picked off and just carried. It's for the better. It, it, fuck just, the just tripod. Like, it's, it's okay. Nowhere. <laughs> the tripod's fine the tripod's in the in in the great drain in the sky now It's it's gone forever yeah but oh shit yeah that's another fan, another fantastic wow. moment there of getting launched off of a waterfall wow man and don't worry the New Zealand fun doesn't end there you don't have to worry so I then went to a, to a city in the middle of the country by bus for a day called Palmerston North did a couple of drains okay. there that were pretty boring but they were decently sized and they had a couple of cool things in there Nothing eventful happened. I go to New Zealand, not New Zealand, I go to Auckland, right? Capital, not well, capital, most populous city in New Zealand. Yeah. And on my second day there, I found that there's this little weird thing I've seen on Google Maps. It's like this, at the end of a cul de sac, there's this little raised, like almost pillbox looking thing, like a bunker from World War II with all these metal bars around it. Mm. And I'm just like, that's obviously something stormwater related. And I go on Google Maps and I follow it back a little bit. And sure enough, right underneath this big train viaduct, there's this little outflow for it. Like, yes, something new, something interesting. Mm. And so I go do this thing. And on my way across there, I I sort of have to sneak between construction sites to get there because there's a lot of work undergoing in the city at the moment. So I sneak in between the construction sites and look to my left. I see this huge, like, thing where they've diverted the creek under all the buildings. into this massive, like, cavity thing. I'm like, oh, I'm saving you for later. And so I go back and continue on into this. I, I turn the corner around this, like, underneath this viaduct. And this I see this little concrete box that's, like, 1.2 meters high. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? This thing was going to be, like, at least, like, 2 meters high. I'm like, that's what I was expecting, at least. So I'm heartbroken. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Now I have to go through this little thing bent over. But I get inside, and so it's a cable run. This means it's, like, a thing that's doubling as not only a drain, but also like a tunnel to carry service cables through. So to my right, there's like electricity cables going across. Above me, there's some telecom. To my left, there's a little water main or water service. And to my left, even lower than that, there's like a gas service and there's a little sewer main running through the top as well. And it's like, all right, this is pretty fucking cool. And so I, I keep carrying on. This is the worst thing that happened to me this whole trip, by the way. So get ready for whatever's causing this later in the story. So I'm creeping along. I'm like, okay, I can get, this is pretty cool. I can get used to this. And I stop because there's a little pit halfway through. And I see, once again, this giant, disgusting eel. I'm like, is this thing dead or alive? And it's wriggling a little bit. The eel is back. The Yes, the eel is back. And he's back with vengeance. It's like this thing's evil grandpa is there. I can tell this eel is old as hell. It's sick. I'm just like, okay, that's. I'm very sorry for you, Mr. Eel, that you're sick and dying in this drain, but I'm not picking you up and moving you. And so, you know what? I don't want the thing to bite me either. So I'll jump over this little hole. And so I'm like, okay, I can do this. So I just, I'm ready myself. I step. And because I didn't look up the whole time, I was looking in this eel, I didn't know there was actually a manhole pit in the roof of the drain. And as I come back down from my arc of the jump, I smash my head. Like, absolutely just, Crush it on the roof of the strand right on the edge of the manhole shaft. Oh. I'm just like, Fuck. I've just done something really bad to myself there." And even mm. through this massive mop of hair that I have, I walk and I sort of stumble around the corner. I'm in this little grill thing. It's tiny as well. It's like one point two meters high. It's like this is a waste of time. It's an entire thing. And I sort of lean up against the wall. I put my head, my hand, my head, my hand on my head, and I pull it back. And there's just blood all over my hand. I'm just oh. like. Oh, I'm like, shit, I probably need stitches for this thing. Damn. But I I couldn't tell how much blood was coming out because my hair was too thick. So I was like trying to rustle it, trying to figure out how much stuff was there. What I ended up doing, then and there's a sort of quick little solution. I just poured a bit of water on it. I ruffled it through. (laughs) I'm like, okay, so now it's clean. And then I stumbled back out. Yes. No, not not drain water, thankfully. I had bottled water in my back. I'm, I'm not that bad, Chris. Oh, don't okay. worry. <laughs> okay. No, so I, okay. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. stumb, I stumble out of the thing. In hindsight, I definitely concussed myself by doing that, by the way, because <laughs> I just have, like, my memory gets so bad from that point on of the trip. Oh, Jesus. I stumble through, and I end up doing that little, that little diversion thing where they diverted all this, the creek that was running behind this building now, underneath all these buildings. And it's awesome. It's this massive, like, just imagine, like, a whole car park, basically, like an underground car park with all the pillars, but there's just, mm. like, drain water in it. And that's all that's there. And all these massive pillars running through it. And there's two sections of it as well, separated by a pretty big pipe. And I go through this pipe, and there's another one. That's all new. Mm. But my head, I'm like, this is awesome. My head actually feels like I'm going to explode. Like, it's my head is, oh, shit. it's like, throbbing there. And so uh. I go back, uh, back on. I, mm. I stumble back out. I get back on the train, back to my hostel. And the time I'm back, I'm like, shit, my head doesn't actually feel that bad anymore. But I have a shower in my hostel anyway. And as I'm washing my head, all this is like brown, rusty-colored like blood is just coming off of my head. And it's like, shit, I oh, think we're uh, pictures for this thing. But yeah. now to, you have to worry. No, no more blood and gut stories after this. But that was the worst thing that happened to me on the whole trip. Actually, yeah, I just kind take that back because the, there's a more comical injury that as a man will make you wince. But thankfully... As well, I think it's more comical more than anything else. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Wait. What happened? My last day there. My last day. Yeah. It was a very uneventful. I just did. I, I smashed out. After that, I go to bed. I woke up like twelve hours later. My head was a lot better, thankfully. <laughs> but my last day in Auckland, I had seen on Google Maps there was a bridge with a service, well, not a service corridor, with a um, like a bike underpass that was attached to the underside of the bridge that had been abandoned for about three years. So it was this huge, just imagine like a bike tunnel that just goes underneath the bridge for like two kilometers and it just stretches and you're enclosed and it's got lookouts like halfway through. And it's dingy as hell. It looks awesome. It's like I'm going to do this on my last day there. I find a way into it that sort of involves moving a bit of mesh out the way and pulling it off to the side because it's been it's sort of been cut before by I think some graffiti artists and I climb into it. And it's a really, <laughs> a really awkward climb. And as I climb into it, I've got one leg on and one leg off, like I'm riding a horse. And I have no idea what I was seeing on that fell apart. You can see, like, I can see you are laughing. So you know exactly where this is going. And I just fall, like a cartoon. Like, I'm just going, dong. I just land right on my fucking cock and balls, And it's like, oh, you fucking. And I can't, here's the worst thing. I can't make any noise because I'm right next to this really, like, popular park like, filled with kids. So if I start going, fucking, fucking, fuck, they'll run over and go, look, he's stuck on the fence. So I fall inside, and I close my little mesh hole behind me, and I just sat there for, like, 15 minutes, just, like, like groaning, like, oh, 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 oh." yeah. And here comes the worst part. I was so, my nuts were so sore, I went, like, 100 meters into this bridge room. And I just turned around I was like, fuck this. I cannot be fucked doing this thing anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> just went back and I was still upset. And that was... Yeah, well, was the, you, have
1: to, you have to protect the balls, Grimbo. I had to, you know.
0: Well, it was part of the balls. I just, I was trying to re- yeah. reduce the damage as much as I could by trying to nurse myself oh. back to health at that point. But that was the stupidest injury oh. that entire trip. But don't worry, New Zealand had one more surprise in me. One more surprise in store for me, Greg. I mentioned yeah. before that... Combined sewer overflows and drains, right? When the, mm. the stormwater system overflows into the sewer, the two get mixed and get sent out. Mm. The last drain I did, which I called Zorro just on my map, I have no idea why I called it that. It has nothing to do with Zorro, the movie, or the anime character or anything like that. I decided to just call it Zorro for some reason. I went to do do this drain in a very, very expensive area, which makes this entire story even more bewildering. And mm. I round the corner and just like, What the fuck is that smell? I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just like actually getting taken aback by the smell. I'm just like, Mm. that's like, that's like sewer. That's like I'm next to a, like a sewer explosion that's just done and it's dumping raw sewer all over the ground. And I turn around the corner and probably like shin deep, there's just all this like gray green water coming out of this probably three meter high rectangle. Mm. And right next to it, it's like a convergence of two streams. To the right of it, there's the most pristine, beautiful, crystal clear stream I've seen my entire life. And it's just emerging with this open sewer. Like I'm in I, I like I'm looking at the river Ganges in India. I'm just like, is this real life? Am I am I looking at something that's actually happening in like a developed country that this this stream is just actually filled up with sewerage? And I'm looking at I'm actually I sit down at a park bench for like five minutes, like my nuts kinda hurt. I'm kind of tired. I could use the sleep, but I've got a long day of traveling the next day. Don't want to do this. And I, I just kind of walk back and forth like two or three times, like that's a lot of sewerage, man. I'm I'm not equipped for this <laughs> at all. I'm wearing, like I said, I'm wearing, my, I'm wearing my sneakers. I'm wearing my work pants. And I'm just like, you know what? I'll go do it. I'll go experience my yeah. first proper sewer. So I decide I go in through this nice crystal clear stream and I meet it. And the closer I get to it, because there's a, there's a drop-off in this, in this sewer where there's like a little block, sort of like a weird, but not really, where it's, there's a drop-off, it's like a mini waterfall, and it's like, I can't think of the proper words, it's like reinvigorating the sewer to restretch with everything else in the air and releasing all like the, mm. the fart particles everywhere. It's like rejuvenating the smell of it because it's, it's aerating. There you go. It's aerating the sewer by flipping it over itself. and am it's just like, fuck. This fucking stinks. Mm. Holy shit. And so I step onto it, onto this platform, and I'm like, yeah, look at me. I'm I'm I'm, Grimbo. I'm going in. And I'm walking in, I'm just shining my torch around. I'm like, okay, I should be looking for eels, because there could be eels, because this still is sort of strange. And I shine my torch down to the right, and it's just yeah. the biggest turd. I've seen my entire (laughs) life. Like, it looks like this thing has been like, it's like a chocolate pudding. Someone sees them with like little brown caramel, like. Mariachi, come on. What are you doing, man? Mariachi's (laughs) Mariachi's beaten me here and he's like left a little present for me. I'm just like, oh shit. I'm actually in a sewer right now. This is, this is real life. I'm, I'm properly in this disgusting, stinky little sewer. And there's oh, really damn. not that much I can do to minimize this other than just avoid stepping on all these turds. Jesus. So the show goes on. I'm, I'm taking videos of this whole thing. Cause it's really bizarre <laughs> to me because I'm from Australia where your sewer you're, and your stormwater are completely separated. I'm not used to seeing just turds and rags and globs of fat as well just floating past. Here comes my little, the, the little Grimbo treat that made going through this worth it out of nowhere, it was maybe about 2.4 metres high, 3 metres is a bit of an exaggeration. This random little box just opens up into this huge, like, 4-metre archway, like, I'm in a cathedral. This massive, huge archway, and along the <laughs> top of it, there's this giant sewer main. It's like, what the fuck is that thing doing up there? And I look forward, and there's these two, like, big sluice gates at the at the front of this chamber that are just, they're sending sewers like straight at me. I'm just like, oh, okay, so this this is what's happening. This whole thing is just a sewer, room. it's like a stream that's been diverted <laughs> underground. And now oh, they just literally God. just attached the sewer to it for some reason. I'm like, all right, oh, I'm, I I think I've had my fill of this drain. So I yeah. go out. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm walking out, like, fuck. I still got to catch the bus after all this. What are the poor people in the bus going to think when this dude covered in sewage like just comes and sits next to him on the bus. i probably the kindest thing I did to anyone on the whole trip. I like, I went out to this nice, beautiful crystal clear stream afterwards. I literally immersed myself waist deep in this thing, just tried to get all the sewer smell off. And I think I did an all right job, but I walked back and here comes my, I think God was talking about karma before. I think God rewarded me for my act of soaking myself in this stream. Because this <laughs> stinky homeless man came and sat next to me and came and just completely just offset the smell of myself. <laughs> I was like, yes. Now everyone thinks he's the stinky one, not me. Yes. But, oh, man. Uh, I went oh, back man. and I, I wrapped my shoes and my pants in a plastic bag. I even washed them. I couldn't get the smell out of the shoes. By the way, they still smell a bit like sewage because it had like rubber socks. <laughs> so they just completely absorbed the smell. But- Oh, well, they just become draining shoes now, I guess. Oh,
1: man, the things we do.
0: The things we do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The wow. The things we do. Silly fucking hobby. That's that's a, UK, that's a UK saying. I think that if you ever... I know you used the mm. site 28 Days Later, but OJ on that oh, yeah. site always uses that saying whenever you're talking about something stupid he has to do in a drain. Silly fucking hobby. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot yeah. of it comes down to. It's, it's a silly hobby for little goofy guys like me, but that was the yeah. culmination of the, of the Auckland trip and... After that, I flew back home and I was staying awake for like 32 hours just because I thought, you know what? I'm smart. I won't get any sleep. We got an, an early flight. And it literally made getting around the Auckland airport like 5 a.m. this complete nightmare because no one else was there. It was just me in all these empty corridors with no idea where I was going, trying to find my way through it. So, um, yeah, exciting yeah. to an already exciting trip. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You have some cool stories, man, and funny as well. That's awesome. That's the dream. It's what more you can ask for. It's, it's some it's some funny stories that are good to listen to.
1: This was good. We had there's a lot of cool stuff in here. So thank you so much for coming. You're very welcome, Sir Greg. A long overdue, very long overdue. But I mm. think it's
0: it was worth wait. I, I reckon. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised. No, I'm surprised, that Greg. This well, whole time you never asked me what makes a good drain, a good drain. What makes a drain worth doing?
1: Okay, go on, tell me.
0: A waterfall. The first thing you have to establish, what is a good drain, is obviously what is a bad drain, right? Mm. And that is a drain that is devoid of features, because that's what you're looking for in a drain, stuff to actually do in it. You want something exciting to happen. You want there to be like you're saying a waterfall or maybe a big arch, like there wasn't that sewer that was just discharging into that lovely clear stream. Yes, that can either be like a man-made feature, like – for example, Cave Clan often puts stuff in drains like painting sometimes or things like mm. that, or it can be something that's already built into the drain, like maybe a shape change or construction change or a change in material, like go from concrete to brick and then brick to stone and then back to brick and back to concrete. Mm. So stuff like
1: that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you have something, right? Like, obviously. But it's kind of like, makes sense, right? Because like, when you go to abandoned buildings, you also want there to be something. You
0: want want your control room. You want your bunker in the basement. You want your your table still set. You want something like that. You don't want to just go to like an empty house
1: because there's nothing there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, exactly.
0: One thing you got to be mindful of, Greg, right? All the stuff I've just listed alone does not make mm. a good drain you might be mistaken okay. in thinking that perhaps a really big drain could be like the best drain in the world because it's huge not necessarily okay. that big drain could just be big and have nothing else going for it and in that case it'd get boring really really quick if that makes sense okay, okay. it'd be the equivalent is if you found this huge abandoned hospital and it was like nothing but a corridor and nothing else in it you'd be like okay this is kind of cool with this big corridors here but what else am i here for there's nothing else here Mm. So as a result, what you're actually looking for in a drain is a combination of these features. You want lots of features in the one drain. So maybe you could have a brick drain that has something more exciting than just brick. So it could have like a staircase in it, or it could change to a weird shape, or it could have a big shape change where it goes from a brick pipe to a brick archway. Maybe you go underneath a railway trap, something like that. Mm. So that's the sort of stuff you're looking out for. Ah. Not just one sole feature because like I said before I like blasted rock and drains where it looks like you're in a cave but you're in a drain that's man-made yeah if I just did a drain there was nothing but blasted rock it'd get boring quick Gribble. but if that blasted Less- rock
1: Sorry, I was just like thinking last question.
0: Yes. Is there like a, in the
1: world, not, not Australia, not New Zealand, or maybe Australia, depends, right? Is there like a place, is there like a drain somewhere, a famous drain that you would absolutely love to do?
0: There is, but I know I'm not ready to do it. I could have, I could Uh have done it on this Europe trip I'm planning to do, because it is in Europe, Mm. but I know I'm just not, I haven't done enough yet to actually appreciate it properly. If that makes sense. Oh, wow, wow. Okay. But is it because it's like super difficult? It's got a lot going on. People who do drains like properly, you've probably heard like sort of whispers of this one particular drain. And you'd know that it's one thing. It's really dangerous. There's a there's a stream in the middle that if you step in it, you get launched off. Like it's very fast moving. It's strong. Imagine that waterfall sort of sling about. That's just mm. in the middle of the drain constantly at all times. And if mm. you step in that, you lose your footing and instantly just get carried away and launched over fifty waterfalls. Jesus! So that's the that those like that's one of the risks. Yeah. It also, it's got sewer connections, like big sewer connections. It's got it's got stairs. It's got everything, everything you can think of in a drain. Big access shafts, big mm. weirs, big everything. But I just know that for me to appreciate this thing properly, I have to see what is. Uh, an actual version of all the features in this strain. It'd be like the equivalent if you took someone who's done only houses and maybe a couple mansions and maybe a factory here and there and took them straight to Buran. Yeah. I like, knew, I knew would, that you would, were you were going with the, <laughs>
1: exactly that's <laughs> when you started this sentence I
0: knew I knew this where, where this was going. Like but you know what I mean that they they wouldn't they would they wouldn't figure out how to they wouldn't know what yeah. makes it special. They wouldn't understand why that is yeah, such an yeah. insane thing to be there. You know, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Man, that's, uh, that's
1: amazing. Really uh, pleased. Uh, you now are part of the chasing bandos family,
0: Grimbo. We made it. Yes. Great. Can I slip you a 20 so you can put me at the top of the, uh, top of the quickfire round, please. Can i slip you like 20 euros, something like that. I don't think you need it,
1: man. I don't think you need it. I think you're going to be up Just, right up and, there. And an insurance policy. Officially, I don't take any bribes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, doing Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Let's just say uh, thank goodbye you for and me. Um, so long, farewell. I'll
0: be as name. <laughs>
1: there we have it this was grimbo australian drain explorer down under wow those uh those drains are certainly interesting eel sparrow swallow i had to look online is there a difference between a sparrow and a swallow which now i know there are two different birds i was quite surprised to hear how many animals you can find in the drains. and certainly one of the things i would take out of this episode is that the drains are very dangerous i would do this by myself I would certainly not just go and check it out I think this is the same as with underground with metro stuff you don't do this without someone who already done it please don't try it by yourself and then you get launched by some waterfall somewhere and then you end up dead guys be reasonable okay maybe Grimble made it sound very cool but I would uh, do it with someone who's already done it who has some sort of experience all right so this is chasing bandos announcement just just don't do the drains guys it's too uh too dangerous uh, don't do it be safe all right so that that was it that was it how cool was grimbo this was almost two hours of grimbo talking about various stories i think first half we just take off some of the important stuff his uh, association with the cc cave cave clan and uh, the other stuff with barry the with g and and yeah grimbo just told that story that's uh just not cool and um I don't think we ever had an explorer that would be talking just about the drains. So that was really informative to listen to. So I must say, thank you, Grimbo, for that. This was certainly one of those episodes for your road trip. I just came back from France. I was literally driving for two days to go back from the western France, from Brittany all the way back to Poland. And I must say, I was missing something to listen to whenever there was an episode of podcast that i listened to i was so happy to have uh, something uh, in the cart to listen to i mean you can listen to music or radio or whatever, but it's not the same i absolutely love listening to podcasts and i'm sure that if you listen to this podcast you also would love that so yeah i'm gonna wrap it up now because i feel like i'm rambling uh, next episode will be certainly one of those it will be the debate episode and this is where the original crew comes back tommy moldy long Karmakula, Nick the Urban Ninja, I hate Justin Curtis, Mr. Justin Curtis, and Dave, Freaktography Canadian Dave, return $7,000, Dave, the original crew comes back for, I think, the longest episode in the Chasing Bandos history, I will very much try to get it done for Christmas, if you have listened to this point in the episode, you are absolutely amazing, amazing thank you so much for that just before i say the goodbyes now turn into your app that you listen to spotify or apple and just press those five stars this really helps beat the beast the algorithm thank you for that and drive safe drive safe if you are in the car and i hope this next location is going to be a one big w for you all right this was chasing bandos i'm your host greg abandon i'm signing off bye bye stay safe